Yo, 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 yo. What's good? It's your man Titus, not the experts in the building, man. As you can see, we recorded. So we recorded a whole NBA preview show. It was dope. It was me, Levi, the homie France. You know what I'm saying? LTBRNT connections, man. Um, NBA on NT is going to be a recurring thing. We do this NBA season, man. We're going to try and get the crew you heard last year with me, Levi, of course, um, France, the homie Q. We're going to try and get that is going to be our NBA crew. We're going to try and get all of us to do a show every couple weeks or so talking NBA, talking hoops, man. It's going to be a lot of fun because we really enjoy doing that and we think y'all enjoyed it too. So we're going to do a lot more of that. So we recorded this on Tuesday, Monday, recorded this Monday night before the regular season. We did over unders for every team, got into every literally every NBA team got talked about in this episode, man. It was dope. It was fire. It was a lot of fun. Um, talked about wins, losses, where we think these teams are going to stand. Got some rants and of course, y'all know how we do. We always got to keep it ran in there. So we got all that in and also we got, um, but uh, Tuesday, you know what I'm saying? I was going to put the episode out. The Ben Simmons news broke, but due to time issues and having to work, I was not able to speak on it yesterday. So it delayed the recording because I wanted to make sure I got some commentary on the Ben Simmons suspension out there. So it'll be at the front of this video. So after this audio plays, you will get we'll get right into the podcast and I'll put this at the front. Get right into the podcast that we're all here for. You know what I'm saying? Talking about the regular season, everything going down. And we had some gameplay last night, so we're getting all of that. Um so yeah, man, if you didn't see the news, of course. Uh the Philadelphia situation went the way we had to go. You know, terribly wrong. Um, I think I said this months ago that there's no leverage here. The longer this drags out, the worse it gets for Philadelphia as a franchise because if Ben is that your lever, you have no leverage when it's obvious that Ben Simmons does not care about playing for your franchise anymore. And Ben tried to tell them that offseason he didn't want to be back. Season started, he didn't want to be back. Everyone knew he didn't want to be back. They still drug this out. Now we're in the regular season. You have no leverage. Your leverage is dwindling because any type. Who, what kind of team's going to send you an incredible trade package when the bottom line is they know the guy has no interest in playing there? It's just going to be a mess. You're not going to be a disaster. Everything's a disaster there. It's a, it's a terrible situation. You know what I'm saying? So, who's really, really going to give you a big, um, a big package, for, a, a, a strong trade package for that? You know what I'm saying? Who's going to do that when they know the guy doesn't want to be there? Why would they give you strong assets when you're the one in a bad situation? Because you drag it out. This is this is really look. Everyone knows there was failure all around in that game seven. Ben Simmons, of course, became the face of that failure, but there was failure all around. He became scapegoat. It's not working. It's not a, it's not a tenable situation anymore. But Daryl Moore is responsible for where they are right now because we knew that every logical person knew this ending would come when they had Ben Simmons come back. Only Ben Simmons chose to come back. We all knew this would be how this ended and how it went. And here we are. Here we are in a terrible situation. Ben showed up to practice yesterday. Apparently, he didn't want to do a drill. Um, so, Doc sent him home. And he spent it for a game. Like, are we going to do this song and dance all year? He's going to go through the motions, you know, make a bigger mess. And then how long How long can you put up with this as a franchise, right? How long can these 76ers actually put up with this? How long can they drag this fight out? How long does Ben want to do this, you know? Because it's <laughs> honestly, no one is winning here. Nobody except for except for us, because I find all of this funny. I think all of this is hilarious. But no, the franchise is not winning. Ben is not winning. Everyone is taking an L here. And the problem is this whole situation in this entire trade, the real issue here is the fact that for Philly, there are very few players that can raise their ceiling high enough to a championship level, which is, which is what they want to stay and what they want to be at. 
that are available right now. You know, so they can't they don't want to take any package because of the fact that every package they take is going to feel like a step back. No matter what you think about Ben Simmons, Ben Simmons value is Ben Simmons value on the court. He's a great player is what it is with that situation. Right. Sorry, I had to distract. But um, Ben Simmons is a great player. We all know that. I mean, his, his value to that franchise is what it is. They got a one seed with him for a very good reason. It's because he was he is a large part of the offense and what they do, for better or worse, right? In the regular season, that makes them a monster. It just doesn't. Playoffs it don't work. Regular season makes them a monster. They don't want to lose that. And the bottom line is, unless Damian Lillard gets to Portland and hates everything there, there's truly not a trade available for them that's going to keep them at a championship level. It's just not. There's no trade that keeps them at it that gets them to it. I'm sorry, not even keeps them at a championship level because they're not a championship level team. Gets them to that level. There's not a. You can't see it. There's no trade out there you can see right now, like possible actual trade that you could tell me. Oh, that's they're better than the Nets. Oh, they're better than the Bucks. Oh, they're on par with. The, like, are, are they even better than the Heat? Can they find a trade that makes them better than the Miami Heat right now? Like, honestly, outside Damian Lillard, is there a trade that makes them better than the Miami Heat? Talk to me. I'm not sure. Talk to me in the comments. Let me know. I'm not certain about that myself, personally. I, I don't I don't see it. I'm not sure. But that's where we are now, man. This is where the situation is dragged out to. It's a mess. Um, I'm enjoying every second of it because I, I love the chaos. I love uh, Ben Simmons having the energy that all of us have for our uh, jobs that we hate. You know, just show up, do the bare minimum, go home. Maybe you get some, maybe you don't. Yeah, I respect that energy. I truly, truly respect <laughs> respect that type of energy, man. So, you know, I'm not going to out too long. Um, the Bucks got to, you know, start out looking strong last night. I will say that. And against the Nets, the Bucks look strong. I don't know, man. Maybe they got undersold, man. I know it's game one, but maybe they got undersold a little bit. If they're healthy, it might be a... They have a strong chance at the repeat, man. Let's be real. We got to the Bucks on the show later, of course, so I'm going to give away too much away, you know. Um... The Lakers and Golden State, that was a good game, man. Um, the Warriors, Warriors ball movement appears to be back. You know, these guys, they seem to have gotten the guys. Everyone seems to understand the system a lot more. Um, everybody seems comfortable. Steph, of course, you know, is going to be Steph. He's going to attract and create problems for everyone just by existing on the court, by his willingness to move around without the ball. It's going to create problems. The Lakers have a lot to figure out this regular season. Um, I'm sure they'll get there, but they have a lot to figure out. I just think fans are going to panic, of course, because Russ is having a slow start, um, and that's typical, you know. But I think fans are going to panic, but I think they'll be fine long, in the long haul, man. I, I can't see them someone really beating them healthy four out of seven times in the playoffs. It's going to be very difficult to see, not in the West at least. You know, but it should be a fun season, man. Last night was a great start. The Nets-Bucks game was, you know, was cool. The Warriors-Lakers game was dope, man. This is going to be a fun, fun season. I'm excited, man. And I'm going to wrap it up here, man. Hope you all enjoy the podcast. Have a good day. Everybody ready? Yeah. Ready.
Straight First NBA show. NBA, NBA on NTE. This is what theme music will play at right here. And a highlight package. It'll be beautiful. I'm your man Titus. You know what I'm saying? Got the homie Levi here. Got the homie France here. Part of our official NBA crew. You know what I'm saying? Our NBA talk crew. You know what I'm saying? We had a lot of fun with this last year, so we had to bring France back. Because you always need a degenerate gambler when you talk basketball. Absolutely. It's, it's the only rational way to evaluate everything. It is. <laughs> it is. How you feeling, bro? How you feeling? Oh, man, I'm excited, man. I feel like a kid on Christmas, man. You know what I'm saying? The NBA season is back. Every every postseason, I set aside some money to play on all the playoff games. But this year, I'm going extra degenerate mode. I set aside a couple thousand dollars for the regular season. Oh, you, oh, you got it. So regular season money, huh? I got regular season money this year. <laughs> Lord, Lord, I see what you have done for others. And I come to you. <laughs> Levi, how you feeling? Braves are 2-0, um, so I'm feeling good, but not too good, you know. Yeah, it's, it, is, it is still an Atlanta team, so it's only so so high you can get, I yeah. understand. But the Dodgers have mad Atlanta energy, too. That's the thing. What do you mean by that? Like, they have a lot of playoff failures, too. True. But uh, they've been more successful as of recent. That's, that's fair. That's fair. They broke yeah. through. They did break through last year. Yeah, revenge. Only took a pan- I mean, revenge only took series. A, only took a pandemic to do it, but they did. They did it. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't yeah, count. Yeah. <laughs> of course. <it> did. <laughs> but look, man, it's a lot of teams out here. The win totals are out. The over. We're gonna do some over under. We're gonna play. Do you believe? My favorite game. And we're gonna get out of here, man. We're gonna keep it simple. Uh, let's start at the bottom of the league, man. I have. I sent everybody the Vegas Insider from VegasInsider.com. They have a list of all the win totals. They have a top five list, a bottom five list. We're going to start with the teams at the bottom because they'll be quick and easy to get to. All right. Uh, lowest win total odds. Let's start with the Houston Rockets at number five with 27 and a half wins. Anybody interested in watching Houston Rockets games this year? I kind of am, actually. I'm into the Rockets. You got to, that's not, that's not bottom five. It says lowest win total odds. They're fifth. I'm going five to I'm going five. I'm going backwards. Oh, five to worst. Yeah, oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the worst team okay, is thirty seconds. The worst team is thirty seconds. Exactly. So Houston Rockets at 20, yeah. 27 and a half. Uh, Levi, how you feel about the Houston Rockets? Are you excited? You want to watch them? No. <laughs> why? Why would I want to watch them? Uh, Jalen Green. Un- yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, under twenty seven and a half. Yeah, I'm going under. Okay, okay. France, what's digging? Yeah. I'm, going, I'm, I'm definitely going under, but I'm not going to lie. I actually am interested to watch some Houston games. Like you said, Jalen Green, but I'm more interested to see some Kevin Porter and Christian Wood. Like I actually thought Christian Wood was really solid last year. And Kevin yeah. Porter, like when he was with Cleveland, like that whole thing was a mess. And towards the end of the season, when he had that 40 point performance, I was like, oh, this guy could kind of be something. And him and Green got the ultimate green light. No pun intended. Right. So. I'm looking forward to seeing some inconsistent high-scoring games from both of them, but let's see them figure it out while they while they're trying. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing how Kevin Porter looks as like point guard guy with someone else who needs to shoot too. Because mm. you know, last year he could just kind of shoot and then maybe give Christian Wood. Now it's like, hey, you need to share the ball with our number two pick. And I feel like he's gonna be like, why? Why do you want me to pass? I don't. I'm not here to pass. I want to shoot everything. 
I feel like that'd be interesting to figure out early. Even nice they had a veteran leader in the locker room, you know, a veteran point guard in the locker room to kind of help uh, direct them or something like that. But I'm sure he's going to be at home the whole time. <clears throat> Shout out John Wall. <laughs> Shout out future, future Brooklyn net John Wall. Um, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm just happy my home, the the coach, you know, has a team with the future right now. So uh, Steven Silas. I'm glad he has, like, you know, a team that might have a direction. Because my man was going through it last year. He didn't deserve that. Mm-hmm. My man didn't deserve that at all. It was messed hey, what up. Do, what do you think of Eric Gordon being the, like, veteran? Like, hey, I've been here since the Harden years, and I'm still around. And, like, he is the there, model he? For the, he's, a good, he's a good role model for these younger guys. I think he is, bro, because Eric Gordon just comes to play basketball and go home. Mm-hmm. I don't know anything else about him besides he plays basketball and goes home. And he was a throw. I forgot he was still there, honestly. He'll be a very Same. good veteran. He'll be a very good veteran leader until the trade deadline when they send him to a contender. <laughs> that thumbs with a yeah. second round fix. <laughs> That's probably his best get, bet. That's probably his best yeah. bet to like get off of like get out of Houston on good behavior and just like right. be the best role player he can be <laughs> to the deadline. <laughs> That's a fact. That's a fact. Just hold on, hold it down till then. So yeah, Houston Rockets, you got him, we go, everybody got to go on under under yeah, 27 and a half. I got okay, under. okay. Yeah, I think that's I think that's a good one. Uh, the next team on this list, the Cleveland Cavaliers with 26 and a half wins. France, I'll start with you. Cleveland Cavs. Yeah. Damn. The I land man. of forwards. The I, land of every forward in the book. Confession, confession. I low key kind of like some of the roster. I like Sexland still. You know, I'm I'm waiting to see it. <laughs> I'm waiting to see it happen yeah. between the two of them. But I, I have I have had fun watching them. Laurie Markin is a guy I never all the way gave up on, even though I know others have. But this is his last chance. Unfortunately, he's not even a starter. Ouch. You know what I'm saying? Jared Allen, which was a great piece Brooklyn gave up, which I feel like low key they should have kept. Like that was, a, was yeah, mm-hmm. that was not a good move. That was not a good move at all. And and Mobley, he, he will be a little he'll be interesting at least for what it's worth. Oh, they got Rubio. You know what I'm saying? Rubio can definitely teach Garland a thing or two. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Levi, how you feel about the Cavs? What do you what do you feel about them? Uh I'm on the same train um as France. I don't know. I didn't hear if you have them uh over or under, but I'm actually taking them over. Yeah, I got um, over. And yeah, I, I'm just a little biased too because uh Colin Sexton. You don't even like him. But it'll be interesting. Um, interesting to see. They got better pieces. You don't even like Colin. In. I'm interested to see how. Um, no, I do. I do. I do Did like you him. Slander that, man. You you slander that man for, for months. Uh, at platform. the beginning. I mean, I think I was right to uh, at the beginning of his NBA career. But, nah, uh, you slandered yeah. him this year. Uh, <laughs> Wait, this year I did back in our studio days. Oh, he's better with just no. He's only better. He's better with four people instead of five. I remember. Yeah, that. well, he is. That's that. still a fact. I That's still a fact. It. That's not me putting him down. That's just a fact. Well, uh, I'm happy to see you guys are really <laughs> optimistic and excited to watch Cleveland Cavaliers basketball. I couldn't care less about this team, the city, this franchise, the state. I couldn't care less. Get him out of here. Get him out of my life. Um, <laughs> they they had to try to line up in preseason with Mobley, Markinen, and Jared Allen on the court together because they have three guys who all need to play. And they all three in the court at the same time. And Mobley's career is ruined before it begins, even though he could have been really talented. But he's in Cleveland, so he has no hope. I'm sorry. I feel bad for him. Um, Kevin Love's still on this roster. Existing. Yeah. Collecting a bag. Taking shout out money, to this, yeah. Shout out to a ski mask. That's a real ski mask all-star right there, Kevin Love. Mm-hmm. That man is a ski mask all-star. He is just chilling, not doing nothing, throwing the ball at people's faces because he's mad. <laughs> like, get them out of here. Get this franchise out of here. He's Free Colin Sexton. He's just, younger, think, <laughs> he's just a younger. He's just a younger Udonis who gets playing time. 
Oh my god! But Udonis is valuable because his teammates like him. Okay, yeah, but they—that's what the ownership and the management view Kevin Love as. They think you know he's a good a man, guy. Like, he's the veteran yeah. presence. Yeah. Is he gonna be in the lock? Is he gonna be at games? No, I feel no. like he's not showing up. No. See, I, but you know what? I, we gotta hold Kevin Love accountable because I feel like he, he decided it. to stay for the bag, right? He knew what he was signing himself up for. Right. He stayed with the bag. Then a year or two, like he he was depressed in Cleveland by not winning games. And I get it. Like I'm sure anybody can be depressed in that market, but he didn't take a Fact. chance to embrace the fact that he's got Sexton, he's got Garland, he's got uh, Isaac, right? And now he's got Mobley. Like these are people that he can at least put his hands around and say, Hey, I remember what it was like being in Minnesota. Like you're playing your hearts out and you feel like you're not really progressing anywhere like that's a voice that could be used it's not being utilized right. yeah that's a fact yeah he I'm did over kevin love he, yeah he did choose the power route after he put himself in this position like you saw the, the tea lead uh, it was all in the tea leaves everybody left you Kyrie was gone lebron was gone you like yeah i'm coming back i'm good <laughs> to do what for who so yeah mm-hmm. kevin love you get what you deserve man yeah i, I don't care about this. this franchise has overlap at every position um they had 17 centers and 12 point guards. I don't I don't understand. They got an expanded roster. I'm just uh this is just a mess. Get them out of my life. Under unknown Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh oh god. Oh no, I'm sorry. <laughs> the Detroit Pistons, 24 and a half. Okay, the franchise of K Cunningham, the franchise of Jeremy Grant, um, and others who, you know, are on the same. Uh the Auburn Hills Pistons of Detroit. Formerly of Detroit, you know what I'm saying? Uh, France, they are set at 24 and a half wins over or under. I think this is an under lock. I'm not going to lie. Jeremy Grant did impress me once he left. Uh, Denver had his first year out with Detroit and that 20 point score. Obviously, uh, pretty good defender still. And now he gets a chance to start. He got a bigger role. And although he's had a bigger role, I don't feel like he's had a bigger impact. So if he was just chasing more playing time in a bag, <laughs> that goal was a, was acquired. But if he's chasing some right. actual value, I don't think he's going to find it over here in Detroit. But because he is playing well, this is a nice piece that can be dangled around to other teams. Uh, I'm really interested to see what Cade looks like. Uh, anybody here on the Killian Hayes band, bandwagon? Anybody still? No? Uh, I'm going to I'm gonna just let Kevin O'Connor live on that island by himself. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, have it. Uh, besides, <laughs> but besides, besides those guys, uh, I, I don't really trust anybody on this roster. I do think Corey Joseph, who's probably like 50 years old at this point, is it, it, a good veteran to have in your corner, though. I'll say that. Yeah, it's a fact. That's a fact. Uh, Levi, t- Levi, toss to you. Uh, they're a scrappy team. I like the pieces they have on there. I, I like Jeremy Grant a lot. Uh, definitely interested in seeing what Cunningham does. I'm also very interested to see what Luca Garza does. Because uh, I'm sure he's going to be trash like all of us think he's going to be. But, hey, he may surprise us. I think they're actually a pretty scrappy team, and they're not going to be able to find a lot of wins out of the East Coast. But I think they may be able to string enough uh, bottom bottom feeder wins from the West Coast to uh, get over the, what, 24 and a half? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to say over. Okay, okay, okay. Um, I am interested in watching Kay Cunningham play. I feel like Cade's gonna be a slow starter, but I think by the second half of the of the um season, towards the second half of the season, he's gonna have it figured out. It's gonna look scary. That's kind of what I think Cade's projection, my projection is for Cade right now. I think he's gonna have to figure things out early on, but then 
um, when he gets it and they finally like really give him the keys, it's going to be a wrap. So yeah, I, I am interested in watching Detroit, which I'm interested in watching Detroit play basketball in a very long time because why would I do that to myself? So I am interested to see them again. So that's good, man. This is good for Detroit, man. To get, I'm glad to get that pick because, you know, they've scraped the bottom. They've been trying to get there and couldn't get there because teams like the Thunder and others want to just tank aggressively and the Detroit didn't have that little too much pride to just do it that terribly like some of these other bottom feeder franchises. Um, and they at least have a lineage of success in this league. So the basketball is better in Detroit. It's good to me. You know, it's better. So I do have them going under this win total because I don't, like I said, I don't think they'll be scrapping enough wins again. I think they got to rely on so many young players um, to really uh, be good and succeed. I think Grant will be solid for the locker room until they trade him to a contender for some more assets and draft picks um, at the deadline before he goes back to a contender. But I like what they got building over there, man. I do. I do. Uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder. Everyone knows this is the franchise I hate the most um, next to Cleveland. Um, there I said at 23 and a half, uh, France, tell me why I should care about the Thunder. You should care about the Thunder because any of these kids you see on Instagram or Twitter from their high, high school highlights or middle school highlights could have a Thunder's jersey. Titus. <laughs> you can follow them from when they're infants still. <laughs> there's, a, there's a chance. It's a real chance for some emotional attachment to some future players. But as far as the roster constructed currently, uh, free SGA, you know what I'm saying? Uh, even Lou Dortz. I'm not going to lie. I like Lou Dortz, too. But I like Dortz a lot, too. Free, free SGA, man. I, I like that guy's too good to be there. I personally felt like last year he, he was better than a handful of guys that you guys strongly disagree with me. But we will see this year how much he elevates. Ooh, say his name. Uh, say his I name, France. He, he was having the same stat line as Mitchell, right? He's having the same okay. stats as Fox. I like them more, but I get it. His team wasn't winning. You, I get it. I get it. You know what I'm saying? But I'm just saying. I like this GA a little bit more than those guys individually, mm-hmm. personally, preference. And then the playoffs came, you saw Don Miss, you like, oh, never mind. I apologize. All right. That's what happened. I did apologize. Yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> that Mitchell playoff form is different. I can't well, lie. But the point is, if he else, was at yeah. least on par with those guys, it lets me know that with the right yeah. pieces around him, he could be something. For sure. Um, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Other than that, I, I have really nothing to look forward to on this roster. I'm only going to be watching OKC games from their Instagram page when they post <laughs> highlights from SGA because this is not a league pass team for me unless my team is playing them heavy under. All right. Uh, Levi? Um, two reasons why you should watch uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder that are not named uh, SGA, and that is Lou Dort and Trey Mann. Um, I'm excited to see what Trey Mann might do. He's kind of a firecracker. I really liked watching him at Florida, but I got them under. Okay, yeah. I have the Thunder going under because they want to go under, and if they win too many games, they'll just, you know, give somebody a foot injury and be like, oh, you can't play anymore. I'm sorry. Go home. Don't come back. So we can lose some more games. That's that's what they did last year. Why? I have a question about Thunder. Why don't they get as much slack as the Philadelphia 76ers rightfully got during the, uh, what was his name? Hinky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Sam Hinky era. era. Yeah, his trust process era. Why don't they get uh, as much slack as they do? Because this is a more uh, aggressive say, version of that. Uh, yeah, it is a more aggressive version, but like, they drafted three MVPs back to back to back from 07 to 2009. Like that, that in itself is going to give you a track record that'll let people trust you with whatever gamble you want to take. So I'll say it's got grandfathered in because they drafted three MVPs and didn't uh, do anything with any of them. I respect well, that. But, I but, do you, but do you hear that? Drafting three MVPs, though? Like, let's not mm-hmm. like lose sight of that in itself. I, I, I understand. Too. Yeah. No, it, it is yeah. it is very impressive. It's just I, this franchise has failed with three MVPs. I don't think they deserve a top pick anymore, personally. I have, another, 
have another angle on that as in uh it's oklahoma city nobody cares mm, um yeah. you know philadelphia it's a historic franchise everybody yeah. stopped caring about the thunder once um you know russ left so yeah that's fair that's fair these are fair arguments um i got them going under the win total but you know i'm sure someone will, i'm sure poke will have one highlight a year that carries them and makes their fans feel good because I'm going to see this type of place, see excited for Poku, more excited for Poku than they would get for SGA. Um, before, we leave, before we leave OKC, there's yeah. a fun there's a fun name on this roster. Can you guess who it is? Talk to me. Surprise. Mike Muscala. Yeah. <laughs> Legend. <laughs> I thought you were going to go for the it is. I thought France was going to go for the uh, literal joke, uh, as in whose name is funny, and I was going to say Josh Giddy. Oh, Giddy's name is funny. Giddy's name is funny. Giddy well, is going to be out there. Giddy, shooting. Giddy. Well, I guess Giddy means happy. Yeah. Yeah. Giddy going to be out there shooting. Uh, no, the no team, Giddy. The fans. <laughs> That's a fact. That is a fact. <laughs> um, oh, I can't wait till Russ and Harden go back together. I mean, Katie and Harden go back together. That'd be great. <laughs> That'd be exciting. I'm here for that. <laughs> uh, the team with the lowest expectations this year, rightfully so, um, the Orlando Magic. Uh, franchise should be jettisoned into the sun. Um, the franchise of wasting, of having uh, talented big men and losing them. Um, the franchise of Disney. <laughs> um, 22 and a half wins where they're set at, Levi. Yeah. Um under but i'm excited to see i'm here to watch uh jalen suggs and franz wagner yes yes yeah this the sug show should be interesting france just think about the the magic no, no cole anthony hype uh i thought he was pretty i thought he was solid his rookie year and uh then he had a game winner too right he had a couple yeah more, he had more than one i think actually i don't know if cole and jalen suggs works together because cole is not trying to pass yeah they're both shooters Right. Yeah. Cole is a Cole is a I'm going to get this bucket. So I feel like Cole might have to come off the bench. And I don't know. The Magic are a terrible franchise. Yeah. They're a garbage franchise. I can see Cole like outperforming Suggs. And it's like, yeah, hey, we got to make this adjustment. We got to get him out of here. But I will say, when (laughs) Wendell Carter Jr., I really liked him on the Bulls. And the Bulls had a slur of talented players that just kind of didn't blend blend well together. So they had to move these things around and move Wendell Carter around. I'm interested to see where he takes his career now Uh, with the green light, where he's starting. He's only 22. You know what I'm saying? He's a walking double-double, solid rim protector. Like, uh, I think he could be their, their, their... the biggest upside available, but this is just this is the franchise that just hasn't gotten anybody excited in years, right? Like, right, yeah, at all. They, yeah, they've done nothing for the they've done nothing for the culture. Everybody in Orlando know. uses uses that arena to like watch other teams that they want to see, right? Like that's what it is for. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it, right? Yeah, they're they're oh, I'm in I'm in Orlando. What do we want to do tonight? Uh, let's go to the game and then go hang out at uh hang out. Let's go hang out in the city a little bit after the game. That's really what it's about. That's what it was about in Orlando uh, for the Magic. Um, all right, let's move on, man. Let's get to some of these kind of high, slow, lower, lower, higher level teams. Okay, like the Spurs said at 28 and a half. Um, there's nothing exciting for me on the Spurs roster. Like nothing. I feel like we're still, they still don't know whether they like Deontay, DeJounte Murray or not. I still don't know whether I like DeJounte Murray or not. Um, I don't. I don't I don't care. 
I don't care about the Spurs. Does anyone care about the Spurs? No. I care about Lonnie Walker. There you go, Lonnie Walker. He he has improved. He cut his hair and, imp- and got better. Legend. Reminds me of myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, besides Lonnie, uh, I don't really see any pieces there that, like, catch my interest. But I, I will say this much, though. Whenever Pop is ready to announce his farewell tour, like, I will be paying attention to Spurs games then because it'll be Pop's last year. You for know, sure. I'm sure they're going to sure. try to play his hearts out for him. So yes. that's probably the best thing they got coming for them. <laughs> but, like, the, the, as, far, as far as the roster is constructed now, like, and, you know, it's okay for them to be down the bottom. Like, they, they were damn near contenders for almost two decades. Oh, Yeah. That's so, a fact. That's really a fact. They, they, this sure. is this is this is new territory for them, but they've been a first class organization for so long that like they're not stressing out about being in this position. I still don't know if they like Murray as much as they 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 claim they do. Derek Wright right. is solid. Um, but yeah, give me the under on that one too. Give me under lock. Yeah, it feels like with Murray, it's like a team that has a kind of they they have a quarterback that are sure if he's really good or not. They just keep holding on and like. I mean, we don't really know what we got here. We're just gonna keep trying it, though. <laughs> you know, it feels like it feels like it's that kind of situation. But this well, kid, I will say, say though, Murray, Murray, Murray's a real good rebounder, man. Like you know, for for being a one and grabbing almost eight rebounds a game, like he not only can he score, but he he's solid there, like as well. So like, I just but I would rather see him sacrifice the rebounding if he could play make better. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Washington Wizards, thirty three and a half wins. I think that's way too high. I got them going under that. I don't see them in 30 games. Under. Yeah. Damn. Hold on. If I have them going under, does that mean I have the Cavs being better than the Wizards? Let's do got to think about this now. That's that is a good point. It's a very fair point. Mm. I mean, how many games Bradley Bill gonna miss because of his uh <clears throat> status? What 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 about the the Kuzma uh one voyage the return of Kuzma the the this is why I should have kept me Kuzma. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's gonna go well. That's yeah, yeah. I've already seen bloopers of him during the preseason already, bro. It's already starting. It's like, right you can't, you can't, you can't have a you can't have a bloopers compilation in the preseason. Like no, it's unacceptable. It's unacceptable <laughs> behavior. It's unacceptable <laughs> behavior, man. But but uh, Gafford but Gafford's a good room uh room protector. Obviously, yeah, Gafford's case, nice. KCP uh is extremely serviceable. What else is on that list? Uh they got I like Denny, you know what I'm saying? Uh his rookie year was solid. He he would always contribute some points off the bench. Uh Harold, they got some of our Laker pieces that like really might have some redemption in them to try to perform well. And Harold signed a two-year deal. So this is a contract gift for Harold too. Spencer coming yeah. off of an injury. Like I actually think they will be a better team than we're giving them credit. I I will go over. I will go over. Over 33 and a half. Are you over putting, are you putting do you have them get into the play-in situation? Do you think they go that far, or is that too far? They could be in the playing playing bubble race. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, oh, that's shit. real. That's real. Yeah. I'm interested in seeing Rui Hachimura again this year because I I think I saw things from him that I liked, but I don't know how much of it is real. Mm-hmm. You know, so I am interested in him him develop another year for sure. Um, the Toronto Raptors former champs, Toronto Raptors. Oh, how the mighty have fallen. They're set at 35 and a half wins. Uh, is that too high? That's definitely too high. Like, I I'm agree. actually, I'm way more confident in them uh, going under 35 than Washington going over. Going over. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, I think that's real. Uh, Levi, what do you think about the the Raptors this year? Yeah, uh, I got them going under as well. Uh, I mean, I don't even remember the pieces they've picked up. Were they successful in supplementing the loss of uh, Lowry? Or uh, no, they've lost a couple other guys too. In it, yeah, so they got Dragic, you know. They got Precious. They got Pascal. I mean, they're really giving the franchise the Pascal Siakam. So we'll see how that works this year. Because um, I think if I said is he, he feels like it's his franchise. I think another thing where that does play in the fact is that they are at home this year because they didn't. They I don't think they enjoy being in Tampa last year. You know, that's true. They actually, they actually get some home games here, which could carry them. But I think they might have a they might have a strong start early in the season. But I feel like it's going to peter out and they'll probably finish around this. Because I think a lot of this is reputation for them, just because they were former champs. Nick Nurse is you know known as a good coach. I think it's kind of reputation based because there's really no other reason to have them set so high, right? Like, I just don't see a reason to have them set so high this year. We look at that roster. Yeah, unless you're just going to depend on, uh, you know, Drogic being able to kind of carry the team like the right. Heat. Uh, and then, you know, the Princess Achua being able to uh, improve. Um, Precious. 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 Yeah, my bad. Uh, <laughs> Princess. Wow. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah i i think um under for sure and two i think it that's mainly because the east is so top heavy um it's just the gonna be east, hard to win yeah the east is the east is actually legitimately good this year and it's yeah. very confusing these are confusing times uh the team that i'm actually very interested in this will be the worst team that i'm most interested in is the minnesota Timberwolves. they are set at 35 and a half i feel like they should get to 35 and a half, right, France? Yo, it has they to be the year, man. It's it's, it's yeah. about it's about it's time. time. Like every every year is that one year where you're like, this is the year towns finally like kicks it into overdrive, and you're excited to see what kind of a player he becomes. And I think last year was gonna be that year, but he just had the worst he went through a lot. Yeah, he went through a lot that year. That's probably one of the worst years of his entire life. So right. I'm willing to like be very forgetful of everything he went through. And I think Anthony Edwards, who we're a big fan of, is gonna level up. Uh, I'm I'm still a D'Lo fan, you know. what I'm saying I, I was always saying the Warriors gave up on him too quickly, you know. Yeah. I mean, um, I I like what they got going on, man. McDaniel's is a, is a solid, solid, powerful to have alongside Towns. Um, their bench, their bench is the concern for me. Although mm-hmm. Patrick Beverly, like you know, he he's kind of he has a lot of sorcery, right? Like he he's there, he doesn't really, <laughs> never really does much, never really fills up the stat sheet. But I'll say what his energy is infectious. He's right. going to keep people accountable. He's going to at least spread that like pesty play defense and be intense energy. And yeah. um, you know, nobody ever wants to play against that guy. They want him on his team, not against him. So. Who knows? Maybe there's a little Patrick Beverly effect that like kind of like gets everybody like into a whole nother like gear. Um, just just as a just as a vocal leader. But as far as talent, I, I D'Lo could still be a consistent uh shooter, scorer, uh off the pick and roll. I want to see Ant- Anthony Edwards is the big X factor for me, truthfully, because I know what talent can bring. And if Anthony Edwards levels up, we got it, we got a problem going on. We got something going on over there. Yeah, uh Levi, you know. Does Minnesota is this finally time for Minnesota? This finally it. Ignore uh, the fact they did some Minnesota Timberwolves things and had to fire the GM three days before training camp started. Ignore that. You know, is this finally time? Are they finally here to no, accomplish something? I, I, I hate the word finally. Um, no. So I'll I'll give them the over. Uh 
I don't even know if I like giving them the over, but they the starting five is really good. Uh, yeah. They got a couple of guys that can bring off the bench. Um, it's going to be mainly what does Anthony Edwards do? And then also, I don't know. I didn't really watch him last year. So, like, uh, I don't know how – like D'Angelo Russell and Anthony uh, paired up, but then you're going to throw in uh, Patrick Beverly in the mix now too, probably coming off the bench, I assume, yeah. which is a good addition. But, I mean, I don't – Nothing well, D'Lo didn't play a lot last year anyway. D'Lo missed a lot of games last year. Yeah, that's what I thought. So Yeah, uh, he missed a lot of time. Yeah. This kind of, this will really kind of be their first year, all of them together. Um, I think the key for what, – what do you think, uh, Frank, you mentioned Anthony Edwards. You know him. I've been saying Anthony Edwards for a minute. Um, what do you think he needs to – what do you think his, he needs to do to elevate his game this year? He needs to be efficient because, like, although yeah. he had, like, a lot of good scoring games, like, he just had the green light and Towns wasn't there, Dilo wasn't there. So, you know, you can always kind of look good when you have to compensate for others uh, not being able to provide scoring on your team. Right. But but now that they're there, I want to actually have a little bit more smarter so- shot selections. Um, I'm seeing that he's working a lot on uh, – I've seen videos he's working a lot on his, like, his stopping his like when he drives to the basket when he stops and tries to shift so he's working on like his brakes a little bit to, to kind of like get some That's like acceleration in certain spots can be explosive in certain areas so it's a terrifying to, situation yeah expect him to drive to the rim more especially because he's explosive and he damn right. caught the dunk of the year last year or yeah dunk of the year uh, <laughs> i think he's working on ways to attack the rim more because now they know dilo will be there like shooting's taken care of um if he if he if he can shoot that that three percent that Three point that ugh, that three ball at a forty percent clip, like it's it's a wrap. Yeah, it's a wrap. Um, yeah, I, I'm gonna pick. I'm feeling the same boat with you on that. I want to see him because I think I said last year early. I'm like, yo, when he figures out he can get to the rim when he wants to, and figures out how to navigate that, and like learns how to draw draw contact, make free throws. It's a wrap offensively for them. It's it's done. There's nothing you're gonna be able to do to stop that. He's a ridiculous. He's one of the best athletes in the league right now. Like, it's just that's not even hyperbole that's just what it is you know he's one of the highest level athletes in the league um i want to see him put more emphasis on the defensive end of the ball this year because offense is mm. like you said they, they have a lot of offensive firepower in, in uh, minnesota somebody's got locked down on defense and then if he can become a solid perimeter defender he doesn't have to be great not elite but if he becomes like his frame he can be he there's no reason for him to not be a good nba defender and once he becomes that that's what i want to see from him this year i want to see more defense like i said more efficiency and everything just be a smarter player again and I, I want to see that form coming to form this year. So I'm interested in seeing them. I do. Defense. Yeah, I do have them going. I think 35 and a half is about right. Actually. I think they can make 35 and a half. I think they can make 35 and a half for sure. I think that's a good line for them. And that'll be good because, I mean, Lord, Lord knows they just need something in Minnesota. You know, <laughs> just once, you know, I like that line. Uh, the Sacramento Kings, I think we have some dissension on the Kings at 36 and a half. Uh, France, how do you feel about the Kings? You know what, man? As much as I like the Wolves, I low-key like the Kings more. So I got to say Wolves under so I can say Kings over. <laughs> listen, <laughs> man, listen uh, I, I don't make the rules. It's just, it's just the mathematical equation of it. Look, man, I I know you are not a fan of Sacktown. You know what I mean? But 
I love Fox. Waste of a franchise. I, lo- I, love I do Fox. love Fox. Uh, I-, I was expecting him to have a much better year two years ago, but I feel like his season last season was close to where I'm expecting him. So mm-hmm. it's now or never for Fox, really. Like, I think the, the-, the time is now. I agree. Um, Tyrese Halliburton, my guy. I owe the rocks with him. Harrison Barnes is a great vet to have around you. Like, he's got championship pedigree, and he's, he's sure. real humble and can spread that to-, to the younger guys as well. Marvin Bagley is the one that I don't know what to really expect from because it's like, I mean, they haven't either. Like, like, damn, man, we 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 picked you over, Luca. Like, this is <laughs> we have to live with that forever. So you, we need we need something. But uh, uh, Sean Holmes, great rim protector. Tristan Thompson is a, is a little bit past, or well, not even a little bit, way past his 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 prime or peak. But I will say that another guy that has some championship um, history, you know what I'm saying? Some guy that is a really good rebounder could at least get in, Rash- in Rashad's ears and like, listen, man, like this is what it takes to get to that next level or to be great. You know, I've seen him in practice in Sacramento's uh, Instagram page where he's saying like, yo, I'm one, I'm trying to teach these young guys to make practice harder than the game. So that when you get to the game, it's easier than when it is in practice. And I'm like, okay, like, there we go, Tristan, be, be that voice. Be, be right. I mean, you have no choice, but be that voice. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm a big, big Davion Mitchell fan. I know he's, he's very, very, very small, but there is a blueprint for small guards like him to be very feisty, very good on defense, very good on ball defenders, or at the very least disrupt the rhythm of the, the other team's best player. But he holds a sharpshooter. Like, this is a solid team, man. You know what I'm saying? I, I think it's a solid team. Two years ago, before um, – before, uh, when I was expecting Fox to have a real breakout year, but he got he, he was going through some injuries, hurt his ankle. They were on the way to kind of going for the eighth seed, like they were like on the on the journey of yeah, it. They wanted, that, yeah, they, yeah. They, they wanted that playoff experience because they're like, look, we're gonna get bounced out the first round, but I need that experience. You know what I'm saying? And and I right. feel like it's gonna go a long way because you'll see it and people like Ja. Who just who just had that that first round exit against Utah, but we're gonna see a whole nother version of Ja coming up this season. So Sacramento right. Sacramento wants that. Leva, talk to me. I like a lot of the pieces that uh, Sacramento has, and I've always been high on them. They've always been disappointing um, <laughs> in my eyes because I thought they should have performed better in these past few years. But yeah. I get it, like what Francis Sam, very young roster too. Of course, we don't trust Luke Walton. Nobody does. So, oh, yeah, I'm uh, glad you said. I was gonna, I was gonna say it. Somebody, yeah. really, somebody needs to say it. But in spite of Luke Walton, I got them going over, and then I need to do a little reverse. Um, I had nothing for the Spurs when it came to uh, interest, but I do have a small interest in them. Josh Primo, Roll Todd, had to get that in there. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, the Sacramento Kings, man. I have been going under strictly because of Luke Walton because he's got to do something stupid that makes the team hate him. But he already hates him anyway. So we're just going to continue this train one more year. Um, he was going to, you know, have a terrible game at some point just because of the fact that he has the exist in the realm of Luke Walton. And I still wonder how this works with Mitchell Fox and Halliburton because playing all three of them together doesn't seem like a good idea. But they're probably going to do that a lot this year. And it, I don't feel like that's something that can work. But I think they're going to try it. Um, yeah, I do want to see De'Aaron Fox again. Fox apparently, like, the thing that held up the Fox and, um, because there were rumors of Fox going to Philly in the, in the Ben Simmons trade, and the thing that held it up was that Fox wants to be in Sacramento. 
he enjoys being there. They're like, look, we got somebody who wants to be here. We can't trade a piece that we got that wants to be here. And, you know, I, I like the energy from him. So I think he, you know, he's embraced it. It's his being his franchise, which is dope for them. Um, look, he actually forward. likes it here. Exactly. <laughs> right. Like he wants to stay, man. Let's just, we can't, we can't trade him. And I understand where it comes from with that. Cause it doesn't getting Ben and losing Fox didn't help them at all. Like that's just putting them back in the same spot with somebody who would be less happy there, you know? So I get why they didn't make that move, but I do wonder how the fit works. Davion Mitchell. Um, I want to see it in the regular season. I know it's looked nice so far, but I do want to see it again in the regular season. Cause what he, I mean, what he did in the summer league, what he's done preseason be interesting. Like I don't think book nice recovered from what he did to him in the summer league yet. Because Lord have mercy, put the claps on Book Knight. Lord have mercy. He did Book Knight terrible. Um, I will have them going under because the Kings go under everyone's expectations, no matter how low you set them. Uh, this is a team, the next team is a team I'm actually very interested in. I don't care what the win total is. Uh, the Charlotte Hornets at 38 and a half. I don't care if they go under. I don't care if they go over. I will be here watching at least a little bit of every game on League Pass because the Charlotte Hornets are fun. The Mellow Ball is fun. Their announcers are fun. Everything about the franchise is fun, except the fact that it's in Charlotte. Huh? Charlotte's a nice city, though. That was that was a cheap shot. It's a nice city. It's a decent city, you know. Uh, France, how do you feel about the Charlotte Hornets? Mason Plumlee um, is my... And now you ruined it. Now I'm not excited anymore. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> No, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Man, he's a he's a top twenty rebounder last year. Like he, he's important. He's important. Yeah, he, I was gonna say, he like, hold on, like that's yeah. a good that's a good piece around Lamelo. You know it what is. I'm saying? He's a competent scorer. He's a competent rebounder. We've seen him have some <laughs> some mental lapses in the playoffs <laughs> as far as defensive spacing, but I'm sure he's, re- <laughs> he's recovered from that, and he's he's gonna be a good piece to complement some of the guards out there in Charlotte. Lamelo's amazing to watch. Terry's that was a real Lakers fan moment. Scary, scary Terry is 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 just. It's fantastic to watch, to be honest with you. Like I can't believe how good this worked. This turned out with Scary Terry. Because when like, he when they paid him that money and didn't pick him, I was like, why would you do this? When lose the draw, like he's gonna shoot that ball like he's a, a all NBA guard. Like that is a whole fact. <laughs> um, Gordon Hayward is the X factor because like when he's healthy, like it's like hold on, like you're really good. Like a second, right. like. So, like the first half of the season last year, he had some crazy numbers and everybody was, was like, so important. shocked. And I'm yes. just like, well, I mean, as a fourth option, he was still averaging really good numbers at an efficient clip. So like, yeah, now yeah. he has more free range. He'll be good. Yeah. Uh, Miles Bridges. I, I really rock some Miles Bridges. PJ Washington plays hard. Uh, Kelly. Uber, PJ, is praying for you, bro. Kelly Uber is a funny guy to have on your roster, but I'm sure he's one of those guys. That, like it just makes you like shake your head and laugh, but like, He's inconsistent, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like he, some days right. he'll pull through, some days he'll pull some Ubre ish that you just like, you know, I don't, I don't know why you have a roster spot, but here you are. <laughs> Continue prayers for PJ Washington, man. Continue oh, prayers. Yes, man. Whew. Levi, the Charlotte Hornets. I love the Hornets because of uh, every reason that you gave, every reason that uh, front that France gave. Um, Gordon Hayward, I. Uh, very interested to see what he's going to do this year. Healthy. Uh, I think I may be wrong, but I think he led uh, the league last year in some point and pretty much like player efficiency or um, like, I can't remember the exact uh, statistical category, but he's going off. But the X factor of this team, um, not for them to, you know, go over, but to be a serious playoff contender um, and making it to the second round is uh, a man who has a lot of ground to make up. 
in both, uh, well, mainly his social life. And so he could really use um, a good performance this year. And that is our man, PJ Washington. So, praying for uh, you, bro. Yeah, we're praying for you, PJ. We need you to step up, bro. And, um, you know, don't let this, um, don't let this, uh, you know, situation be your downfall. Do you sound, do you sound don't get Chris Humphrey? Yes. Yeah. Understood. Understood. Yeah. Hey, PJ Washington, Mason Plumley, right? two guys with, with, uh, you know, uh, things to prove on the scene. So, yeah. Uh, I think one good thing for them is the fact they have Mason Plumley friends, uh, to your point is that they don't have to play Bismack Biombo. Yeah. yeah. And that helps a lot. <laughs> that's, that's very helpful. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's like an addition by subtraction type thing. It's, for sure. I mean, it is true. Like, it you, is. Ain't, you ain't gotta be great, but you not, you just gotta not be him, bro. I see you to not be him. <laughs> you so know, Hale, and, that's, and that goes shot, a long way. He was shot at 47% from the field, 41% last season. I, he'll be fine, man. Yeah. He will be fine. Yeah. And having him as another playmaker with LaMelo takes some of the pressure off him to, as a playmaker, too. So I think that's a, I like what they're doing there with that. Uh, I want to do a couple teams together. Hold uh, on one second. Uh, Bizback Biombo is no longer with the Hornets. Okay, oh. bet. Perfect. Just wanted to throw yeah. that in. Yeah, all the Plumley, Plumley. It's all you, Plumley. It's all you. Well, yeah, then their, then their backup center is Kai Jones. Oh yeah, so, um, so, yeah. So it's all Plumley. Let's so see, that. Vernon Carey. Oh, the young young boy from Duke. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And so they got uh, which he's power forward, but um, JT Thor. I am interested to see what he does. Yeah. From Auburn. Yeah. And I think we forgot the most important thing about the Hornets, all three of us. Um, and that's the broadcast booth. Oh, yeah. Their yeah. broadcast is amazing. It's great. They have fun with basketball, which is that's what it's supposed to be. You're supposed to be having fun out here. And they have fun. And they be slandering people. Because yeah. I, I forget last year, somebody, oh, God, I can't remember what player it was. But he, like, had, it was, it may have been a, one of the plum. No, no, it was it was Lopez. It was definitely Lopez. When Lopez doing his weird back down thing. Mm-hmm. The announcer goes, "Goofy looking drop. What's this all about?" <laughs> and it was so. So <laughs> called the, the announcer from Charlotte makes me tap into like my old soul because I have no problem listening to a Charlotte Hornets game instead of watching it. Yeah, like, I will listen to it and be just as entertained. And that's right. that's pretty nuts in twenty twenty two to listen to a, a sports game for like, sure. Right, for sure. Uh, I want to skip one team, but this is I want to put two teams together. Yeah, uh, we're gonna put, put a couple teams together actually. Um. And these teams will forever be linked because of the draft. Um, the Pelicans and the Memphis Grizzlies. The Pelicans line is at 39 and a half. The Grizzlies is at 41 and a half. Uh, Levi, talk to me about these two lines. Pelicans, I'll say it again. Pelicans at 39 and a half and Grizzlies at 41 and a half. Um, looking at the Pelicans just on paper, you would think this is a easy over. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to say it's an over. But I'm also going to say I will not be surprised if Zion Williamson gets traded from the Pelicans this year. Oh, God. Sound the alarms. Sound the small market tears. Hot take. Bring the small market tears. Round them up. It's time. Sure, the Bucs just won a championship, but what about the rest of us? What are we supposed to do? (laughs) France, talk to me. Um, First, well, we'll start with the Pelicans. First, um, 
the Zion thing about like, you know, him not kind of being happy being there, his family is speaking out. Like, I get it, man. He this guy is a generational talent. What I see what he was able to do in a full season, he is fucking scary. All right. Like right. he he is dominant in the paint. There's no That's stopping him. In fact, I would get upset watching Ingram have the ball late in games way more than Zion. I'm like, yo, pass the ball to the guy that is shooting <laughs> 70% from the field and nobody can stop. Yes. You know what I'm saying instead of taking a contested long two. But yes. that's here. That's another here or there. Like the first season, like obviously he had the crazy minutes restriction. He came in his made his debut in January. Then the pandemic hit. Then he went to the bubble. So there was no real time to get any cohesion or real uh, to get any real reps in. Then the one season where like you finally get to play the entire season. Yeah, you don't make the playoffs, but you were an all star. You show what you can showcase. Like this is now his third season. Like I think that Zion's not putting his best foot forward. I like to see him actually fully try. This is his third coach. In three years, like I think it's fair to say, like, yo, let's just see what it looks like before we try to make all these crazy arrangements for you or 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 on your behalf. Yeah, friends, you know, I've been back and forth on this. Like, I've been on teams because I think the Pelicans have wasted every talent player they've ever had. So it's like I've understood the frustration. But when the latest thing came out about him having a foot injury this offseason that we just found out about at the opening press the introductory press conference this year. And then it comes out he hasn't been he he hasn't started running yet till like last week, I think. He just started running. Yeah. So what you're telling me is he hasn't had time to improve his game at all this all season. He's not in shape. So he's gonna be pretty much the same player. Your team last year, which I think was a little more talented because of Lonzo Ball, you you lost that piece. Um you're putting more pressure on him. At some point you got to put together a, a healthy season before I really want to hear you start complaining. Honestly, I need a couple of seasons in a row before I want to hear you from you complaining. I just, I really do. Um, I don't think David Griffin's done a good job there, uh, per se. I think getting Valanciunas was a good move this offseason. I think that did that did help. I think it was a very good play. But I haven't liked what he's done. I don't like the the vibe around the franchise is bad. It's just not a good vibe. It seems like something's whatever's bound to go. Something. What's this? What's the phrase? Whatever can go wrong will go wrong. They get they give me that energy. <laughs> as a franchise, you know, so I definitely got them going under, man. I got them going under because I just don't see where they're, I don't see where it's coming from. Zion's probably going to miss some game season. They're being very nonchalant, iffy about that. But if he just started running a week ago before the season started, he's not, there's no way he's starting the year off. It's just, it's not going to work. Go ahead. What's up, Levi? X Factor, since uh, I feel like I need to back up my take of having them over, uh, I've got, I really like Devon, the Devontae Graham pickup, um, but mm. also, I'm very I, – I don't know what they're going to put out there tomorrow night or whenever their first night is and yeah. they're starting uh, at the one. But Kyra Lewis Jr. out of Alabama, his second year, he got a mm-hmm. lot more playing time in the second half of the season, um, showed a little a lot of bright spots. And he was just, like, really young, and he can create offense um, – and baskets by himself. So, uh, you know, he could be an X factor that could come in and uh, pick up the slight, especially while Zion's gone and you need that, um, you know, sure. point creator. For sure. Uh, the Grizzlies at 41 and a half. I think that's too high. Mm. I'm getting, I got the Grizzlies taking a step back this year. I just feel like they, they made some moves. Gonna, I think Steven Adams is going to set them back. I don't think that made sense. I don't know why they did it. I think it helps them. I think they're kind of, I think they, what I like about the Grizzlies is that they realize they're not satisfied with just being a play, getting into the play and getting the AC through that, right? Like, they actually look at their franchise like, look, 
we still have some things we can fix here. So let's not jump out the window and act like we're above where we are. Let's take a step back, see what we got. Let's let our young guys really shine this year because it's going to be a lot of pressure on Jaron and um, Jaron and um, who just got his four-year contract today. Jaron and Ja this year. It's really going to be their franchise. But I think with that, it's going to come with a step back this year. But I think the guys will elevate, but I don't think they're going to get to that win total. I don't see it this year. Talk to me, friends. All right. Um, I'll say this. Steven Adams, I know you might not be too high on him after what we just seen with the Pelicans, but the Pelicans' yeah. best player is also somebody that eats in the paint. You know, uh, although Ja gets a lot of his, his baskets around the rim because he hasn't developed his shot to the highest, right. like, clip yet, he he's still a guard. Like, so, like, he can create a whole bunch of different scenarios for himself away for the rim or towards the rim where like Steven Adams is actually blocking Zion's way there. So I don't feel like Steven Adams would be blocking Jaws way there. So I think that's he, could used, he could be used differently and uh, more yeah. effectively there. And you know, that's fair. I, Cause he, he did play with Russ for a long time. So he kind of was how to play with the guard like that. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so uh, Jaron Jackson is my X factor because I know mm-hmm. they just gave him an extension and I'm not sure if he's good. Yeah, and I say good, like, like really good. <laughs> no, I know what you sure. mean. I know what you, you know mean. What I mean, like, like is can yeah. he be? Can is he that guy? I don't know. If he's that guy yet. But right. I really, really like Dylan Brooks. I think he's actually out right now. I think I think he's injured. He won't be starting the first couple mm-hmm. of games. But he's really scrappy, even though he makes a lot of. Uh, uh, he gambles a lot, so obviously that hurts the team. You got to see it in the playoffs. But look, they're all young, they're all savvy, they're all hungry, and Ja is special. So like, I expect Ja to continue to level up. Uh, if Jaron can meet him there, um, they've got a solid core right there between those two guys. Definitely. Uh, I, I don't know, man. I think they, I think they keep going upwards. Honestly, they, 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 this organization is one you can trust to continuously make progress. Right. That's a fact. Uh, Levi, far talks to you. Ask me this question. Is Steven Adams the oldest 28-year-old ever? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just want to make sure. Um, make sure. Until Zion turns 28. But then... <laughs> <laughs> I, I think the Grizzlies are going to be around the same place that were last year. I'm going to pick them under just because... Uh, France, you made a good case. But at the same time, I don't know if I can really trust uh, a, D- a Dylan Brooks or a Jaron Jackson mm. to be the same or better than they were than they were last year. Especially, did they go on a crazy run last year? Um, yeah. I know, well, D- know Dylan Brooks did. Yeah, Jaron missed a lot of time last year too. So this kind of be that like is true. Getting himself back. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I like uh, the style they play with. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's the style you have to play with when you have right. the pieces they do. Uh, but I, I don't think they have enough support to, um, yeah, right. get to that total. Yeah. And I think the franchise is okay with that, right? Because it kind of feels like they understand they're still building and they're not in the final form, right, Francis? You, you feel like that? No, yeah, they, they, they're they waiting to see if, like, you can make a case that Ja is a top 10 point guard, like, if he'll be at number 10, but I don't think it's yeah. definitive. They're waiting for it to I be agree. like, yo, you can no longer argue that Ja is at least a top seven point guard in the league, and yeah. then we're going to continue to unload everything that we can do to make sure everybody's ready. Like, I, they want to see what Jaron Jackson looks like. They want to see Ja take that next step, and then I think they will be more than enough equipped to give them the pieces they need to be successful. Word, word. All right, due to time issues, let's do a couple of these things real quick. Uh, Chicago Bulls, 42 and a half. I actually think the Bulls are an interesting team, uh, name-wise. Like, the Bulls are what I call a classic 2K roster, where you put that roster on 2K and you feel like you got something great. But in reality, I'm not sure. 
Like, I like what they have, but I don't know if I love it yet. I'm in that same spot, but uh, I would just pick them barely on the over because I like them better than Indiana. Word, word, yeah, yeah. They're a, walking, they're a walking fantasy team, honestly, but I love, they are. <laughs> I love the it. roster. You got Lonzo and Kobe White at guard. Zach Levine, obviously, we're going to let that thing, he's going to let that thing fly. DeMar DeRozan, right. who's, who's at least becoming more open-minded to shooting threes, but just stay in the mid-range. That's where we like you at. You know what I'm saying? Patrick Williams, man, I like Patrick Williams a lot, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, listen, man, I, I'm on the Bulls hype train, all right? I'm sorry. I'm on there. You know what I'm saying? I was, they got my man Caruso, too. You know what I'm saying? I miss Caruso already. Uh, give me the over on the Bulls. I like it. I like it. Uh, the Clippers at 45 and a half. Uh, the Paul George franchise this year. I feel like that's about right. Yeah, I got them. Uh, I picked them under just because. Same. Yeah, just because I see they're not. <laughs> When, when they're going against the top talent in the West and then those games uh, with the top talent against the East, I don't see them winning, um, you know, the majority of those, maybe going 500. Yeah. So that's yeah. what's going to keep them down. Well, interesting thing, they had the same win total as the Celtics. Do you think they're better than the Celtics? Do we think they're better than the Celtics? Sorry, they're worse than the Celtics. What do y'all think? I think they're, I think they're worse than the Celtics um, only because the – the Celtics are like the JV version of like what Kawhi and Paul George is, and they're both right. going to be there. You don't got Kawhi. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I like Celtics I think, better too. I think the thing for them is I do think Paul George can be an effective enough playmaker to carry them in some regular, to some regular season wins. Mm-hmm. When the playoffs come, I don't think they have nearly enough, but I think PG can kind of facilitate things. He showed a little bit last year, right? He can facilitate, get guys moving, get guys the ball in the right spots. Tyloo, I mean, I trust Tyloo as a coach for sure. He's proven already as a coach. I don't know about uh, Ekpe Udo yet, but I know it's like Tyloo's kind of proven. So I am kind of, I'm good with him at that 45 and a half line. I might like him a little more than the Celtics because the Celtics got a lot of proof to me this year. Let's get into it. Jalen Brown, Marietta Zone, love you. You know what I'm saying? You my guy. I, I got to see it this year, man. Either Brown or Tatum has become a playmaker. I don't care which one of y'all do it. One of y'all got to do it, period. You don't really have a playmaking guard on that team. They haven't had a guard yet. You know, they, they tried it. It hasn't worked out. Like, one of y'all got to take over playmaker responsibilities, and I don't know which one does it. And then one of y'all got to, you know, focus on defense, too. Realistically, it kind of should be Brown. I think Tatum is best if you just let Tatum just cook, just let Tatum focus on cooking. So I think Brown kind of needs to take the steps in playmaking and steps in defense because Brown already was a good defender before he regressed last year for some reason. He really wasn't what he was before last year. So I kind of want to see Brown get back to that level that I believe Jalen Brown can get at. I'd rather see Tatum be the playmaker and Brown be the defender. Uh, yeah. Like you said, he regressed, but he can get back there. So even if he For just sure. gets to that level, that's more than enough. And For Tatum sure. already is averaging what? I think like, I think almost five assists a game. So yeah. that's, that's probably accounting all the times people are not hitting baskets around them too. You know what I'm saying? Fair so enough. like if, if, you, if you have other people that at least can be a little bit more efficient around Tatum as well, um, maybe those four assists turn to six assists. You know what I'm saying? He's almost averaging mm-hmm. eight rebounds a game. And after going pound for pound with KD, I feel like you can expect Tatum to get into that 40 point bag, maybe in that right. 50 point bag once or twice right. this season. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Nuggets and Hawks, both at 47 and a half, Levi. Uh, I got them. It's too low for the Hawks. You have Hawks winning 72 yeah, games. Yeah, it's way too low. That's a lock on the over. Shout out to uh, Red Velvet for getting the contract extension. 
and oh, he, got, he got the contract. Yeah, yeah. He got the contract. Okay. So okay. Uh, yeah, Hawks over. Oh, and shout out uh, Sharif Cooper too. Um, Steel. Shout, shout out to his sister. Yes. Yeah. Shout out to the Coops. Yes. 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 Uh, France at the Hawks too low. Um. It's tough, man, because like the like the East is really stacked. Like between yeah. between other than Brooklyn and Milwaukee, like then you're like, who's next? Miami, Boston, right. uh, Atlanta, New York, uh, the Knicks. Like, damn, I don't know. Any of those four teams could be juggled to me. So like, I want to say over because I I I, I kind of like this weird Hunter and Young. Like, I feel like they're liking each other more. Like, I feel like they didn't like each other as much as they have now after Yo, they went through underrated, all these battles. Yeah, on that same point, an underrated fact about the Hawks was that. Uh, Trey Young wasn't liked for a very long time in the locker room. We all mm-hmm. kind of know it. He was not. He was not fun to play with mm-hmm. for a good minute. I think he finally got his place. So he's like, okay, I know how to set guys up. I don't have to do this all the time. I think guys like him more now. I think people underestimate that aspect, but I think it was definitely a factor. Like you can look at how they played together earlier in the year. It's like, oh, okay, yeah, this this ain't working. They they not getting along. But well, then they they all kind of got the chemistry right. And now that everybody's kind of like, it's they. There's a real there's something. There's really something there now. Bogdanovich. Even on like one leg, because you could you could tell he was clearly hurt in the playoffs. Yeah, that whoo boy, man. He, yeah, he he came in big. He came in big. I'm not a fan of Gallinari having to be the guy to like help me out in games. Like I never want right. to rely on that. Uh, like, right. Anything I get from him should be an additional, not yeah. like he would die <laughs> right. if Gallinari doesn't hit this fadeaway. Um, but honestly, Clint Capella had some monster games uh, last season. Like he did. a couple twenty twenties. He had a, he had a double double with ten blocks. Like he, I, that's a that's a center that like I think is extremely competent. And it's just he's been Lob City since Harden. So now he's becoming Lob City with Young. Like this is nothing different. Give me the over in the Hawks, man. I love the Hawks. I love Trey Young. Let's get it. Yeah, I'm actually I, taking the over but, on him too for the regular. My bad. I'm taking over I'm sorry. on him for the regular season. You good? I'm taking over on him for the regular season for sure. Um, and they're in my special tier of team. You want to know what my special tier is for the for the teams <laughs> for the playoff teams? What's the special tier? Yeah. The if someone gets hurt tier. If someone gets hurt, watch out for the Hawks in the playoffs. You know, mm-hmm. if somebody has an injury, watch out for them. You know, Suns in their way into the finals. You know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they're they're in that category for me. Uh, the Nuggets are at forty-seven. Oh my, you want to say something, Leo? You want to say something? Hello. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, no, <laughs> I'll, I'll just okay. take. Uh, I'm kind of split on the Nuggets, to be honest, but I'm gonna take yeah. them over. Yeah, I think four seven and a half is right. I'm not. I think Yogi can get you there, but if MPJ does take a step towards superstardom, I, I gotta take the over. Because mm-hmm. if MPJ is what what he can be as a player, it's a problem. It's a very, very big problem. It's kind of a problem for the Nuggets, too, because then when Jamal Murray comes back, I don't know how you work that out. <laughs> but, you know, I think 47.5 is about right. I might take him right at 47.5, actually. Friends, talk to me. I'm going under. Um, mm. Jamal Murray, they did a really good job when Jamal Murray got hurt. And I do think Porter can level up, but in the process yeah. of him leveling up, there will be kinks. You know what I'm saying? Mm, so I, I think they, I think they are just happy with just seeing him progress, even if it's inconsistently. It's not as weird as it sounds, right? Like, cause like, I, yeah, like if he has monster games, and then he has other games where he's just like 
I guess not 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 as like resourceful, not as efficient. Then they'll say to themselves, "Okay, he's showing me what his what his highest upside can be." You know what I'm saying? So I don't know if they're looking for, "Hey, let's see what you can be," because I'm expecting Murray to come back at some point in time, or let's just see you be as consistent as possible. But either way, I think that that leads to them losing and winning a lot of games. I think that's a good. T- yeah, that's a good take. Uh, we got three teams with the same the same over under guys. Three of them. We got the Miami Heat, F- the Golden State Warriors, and the Dallas Mavericks at 48 and a half. Ooh. Oh, yes. Yes. All three of them. Uh, France, you and I have had many arguments about Dallas Mavericks because, um, Levi, I don't believe yeah. in the Mavericks as a franchise. I don't believe in Mark Cuban. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think they've actually elevated it all this offseason. I think they're kind of in the same spot. Yeah. Um, somebody on this show believes that Chris Porzingis is, is going to round back to his, his old form. Mm-hmm. And then that's going to make the Mavericks elevate. I vehemently disagree with that. France, what do you think about that? Listen, man, I know that Jason Kidd doesn't have the most reputable track record. However, he is, his biggest concern is finding a way to get Porzingis back into the fold of things. Porzingis was unhappy with, with Rick keeping him in the corner, uh, stressing efficiency, keeping him available for just wide open shots. They want to put him in the post for mismatches. They want to get him early touches. They want to get that confidence going because now it translates into effort. Uh, obviously, he's the same as the healthiest he's looked all, all season, all year long, but we all know that's everybody's going to say that, right? That's like just saying, I really want this job at a job interview. You're supposed yeah. to say that. Um, <laughs> but I, I've got, if Luca continues to ascend where he should be going, you know, everybody's expecting an MVP year from him within the next two to four years. You know right. what I'm saying? That in itself alone is worth like 40 wins. Um, you had a lot of leeway because everybody was saying it last year. Oh, Luca might be MVP this year. That was that was what was going on last year. Yeah, I mean it's true. It did happen last year. He came out. He came, <laughs> he came to the season out of shape, and now he came to the season in shape last year. Was right. like a weird layover between the bubble and and starting a brand new season, a whole new clock. But it's yeah, right. That's it's, it's all forgiven now because that's I fact. think the chemistry is there already. Like I know there's been some rift between Luke and KP, but it can't get any worse in my opinion. It can only get better. Tim Hardaway Jr. showed that he can. He, it's it's the Tim Hardaway trade. So I'm, so I was on concern. It's not it's not the Porzingis trade. It's the Tim trade. He's shown he's how consistent he could be there. Um, and, that, and they've always been uh, in the lead of the league with pace, especially with offense. But now they got some more defensive pieces like Bullock, Green. Uh, look, man, Frank the Tank. I know there's not I'm not high on him, but if there's anything to be high on him with, it's just his defense. So I do feel like they at least took a step forward defensively, especially with um, taking away Josh Richardson on uh, some addition by subtraction kind of uh, method. Right. Right. I'm expecting the I'm expecting the Mavs to be them guys, man. I'm sorry, you know what I'm saying. That's just how I feel. That's how I feel. Levi, I want them to be, and I have them circled uh, over. I'm kind of second guessing that, but I'm gonna just stick with it because of Luca Magic. And maybe you're right uh, about Porzingis because he has. I don't know. They've looked really good at times uh, when Porzingis is snapping, and it seems like. Right. Maybe Luca and Kristaps can find that uh, chemistry and get over each other, but uh, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll give them the over. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna take the under. I don't trust Jason Kidd. I'm not necessarily. I like Kristaps. I would like to see Kristaps get back, but I can't bet on it because I. I mean, one, if he does get back, I feel like he might get injured again. Like he's a health concern for me. 
so I'm not fully sold that they can get there. Um, but I, you know, I would I did just realize that I did remember something just now that Luca, you know, just dealt with Olympic heartbreak, carrying Slovenia to their first ever like elimination round of the Olympics, which you know is an incredible feat and a medal game at that. Um, so I can I can say that that I do see that with I think that can that's another like guys come back to the Olympics and they kind of elevate again, you know. So I kind of I could see him elevating again there. Um, and if he does, then sure for sure they can get to 48 and a half. I think my big concern for them is not the regular season, it's the playoffs. Cause the Luca show in the playoffs, man, I don't think that's an effective way to play basketball. Like I think they still need to get somebody that can handle the ball and let him rest a little bit. And I don't think they've effectively done that too much. Like Jalen Russell is nice, but I think you need a little more. You need another wing or something that can help him. He's he's a target on defense. He's everything on your offense. At some point, you got to get other guys involved. And I, just think, I don't think they've taken the steps to do that in terms of playoff performance, but the regular season, they could be fine. So I'll, I'll take them right at 48 and a half for the regular if, season, I think. What if they get the potential Dragic buyout? You know, Dragic Then we got something. Yeah, if they get Dragic, they got something. Yeah. I mean, Luke already has chemistry with his brother from the Olympics, you know? Right, exactly. He's already good with Zoran. Yeah, let's bring Zoran. Yeah, yeah, I think that'll help a lot. And if that happens, we can all our, if, if they do get the Dragic thing, all our unders on the, uh, on the Raptors will be correct because yep. the Lord knows they ain't going nowhere. <laughs> um, a team that I think we can all agree is too high the Philadelphia 76ers. Yes. At 50, 50 and a half. Yeah, under. Yeah. Did y'all see the video of um did y'all see the video of Ben Simmons uh when everybody had the little huddle up then practice? No. My man was my man's headed towards the door. <laughs> he was like, everybody huddled up, he's like just off to the side, like, yep, yeah, I'm just here, I'm here to get this check. I've never seen somebody so present and absent at the same time. Like his, he was physically there. Mentally, <laughs> mentally, he did not want to be there. It literally looked like the last hour of your shift. Yes, that's really what it was. That's really what it was. Yeah, everybody's get. It's like when you know everybody's gathering up to talk, and towards the end of the work shift, you just head towards. They're like, "Why are y'all here? Still here? I'm going home. Leave. I'm going. Why are y'all yeah. here? Weirdos. Yeah, right. Like it's re- it was really that type of energy, man. Uh, I think the real over under is how many games before they trade Ben Simmons. That's the real over under. Mm. Well, I, dra- I, I drafted Simmons in my fantasy because there's a lot of gamble picks, right? It's like the Zion, Clay, Simmons, Kyrie. Right. Those are like the pieces you don't right. know when they're going to come back, really. Right. But if you get them, they're really resourceful. And I'm like, you know what? At the very least, Ben's the only one is like healthy out of those guys. Give me yeah. Ben because at the worst, if he plays for the 76ers and it's a, it's a shit show and everybody boos him and there's going to be content that we love to watch. Fringe content that we love to watch. They're gonna pull the panic button like the Rockets did and ship his ass out somewhere. So Ben Simmons, Andrew Bynum, this you remember when Andrew Bynum started shooting threes at the end of his oh, time yeah. with uh <laughs> like he was done. Jesus, Andrew Bynum. It. Yikes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I think he'll be, he'll get too scared to Andrew Bynum. It. I mean, I don't know. The fear goes away when you get to the. I don't give a bleep. I don't give a bleep energy. That is that is true. I can't lie. I really, I really, I really, really want to see him play a game in the uniform just to see the reaction to it. Like, yeah, you know what I mean. I feel like he might be. On some, they might have playing for road games. Whatever game, it's gonna be too awesome. If it whatever looks. game is announced yeah. that he will be playing, I'm betting on the other team because I am expecting a shit show. For sure, for sure, for sure. I, I definitely see that coming. And the and the press conference is gonna be good because Joel don't like Joel gonna say something crazy again for sure because Joel don't yeah. you know. It doesn't throw him right on the bus. Uh, we missed. The, I'm sorry. When we did our three teams, we did forget to hit the Warriors and the Heat. Uh, Warriors at 48 and a half. Uh, I got Heat and Warriors over. Okay. I got the Warriors over, and I think I got the Heat. Damn. 
the Heat and the Heat going over will be interesting because aren't the Heat and the Hawks in the same division? Or no? Yeah, yeah. Okay. You know what? I had the Celtics under. I had the Heat. I had the um, the Hawks over. So give me give me both those over as well. Okay. Miami over. Golden State over. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, I like the Heat as a regular season team, unless you know they get old and creaky, which is very possible. Mm-hmm. Um. Then at the playoffs team, I'm not sure about. Like it's gonna, they're like gonna be the super. Oh yeah, they're real tough guys. Everybody's tough. But then they're gonna get the playoffs. Have to play somebody like Giannis. Play somebody like KD. Play somebody like um, you know, a Trey Young and playoff. And I think it's gonna get bad for them quickly. I really do. I don't know if they have the offense. Kyle Lowry taking charge and win you a playoff series against against dogs. Mm. It's just not sorry. But they're gonna be embarrassed in the regular season because they're just gonna care way. They're just gonna care way too much. Yeah, they try hard. They have a team of tryhards. They're gonna care so much. I'm already over how much they're gonna care personally. Like I'm mostly over how much they care, you know. <laughs> oh, me too. Me too. <laughs> the Warriors are an interesting one, man. Um, I like. I want to believe in the Warriors. I want to believe Clay Thompson is gonna come back and be great. Um, but I feel like Levi, the Warriors give me a lot of that trying to get the old thing back energy this year. You know, they went back and got Iggy. Mm-hmm. You know, they got Draymond waiting on Clay to come back. They give me a lot of that trying to get the old thing back energy, and I don't know if getting the old thing back, it's ever the her perfect strategy. Yeah, I think, um, I, I mean, are they going to get deep in the playoffs or even make it past the first round of the playoffs? I, I don't know. Um, it's definitely going to be matchup dependent, for sure. Yeah, but I, I think um, Curry and, yeah, I, I think Curry's just going to be able to c- carry that team enough uh, to get them over uh, this total because, I mean, like I got the Suns, for example, going under on their fifty-one and a half. Um, so right. yeah, that's kind of where the yeah. math. That's where the math works out. There. The math is mathing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, France talked to me about the Warriors. Listen, man. Uh, Curry damn near had an MVP year last season, and I feel like he can still be at that clip. But again, he's the least of our concerns, right? Um, when they right. brought back Iggy, I know Iggy's way older, but there's something to be said about continuity and being with somebody that you just have all this chemistry with, and that knows the spacing and style of your play. Mm-hmm. Play Iggy, Dre, you know, what I'm saying, and 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 Steph all on the floor, like they can all be washed up, and I just believe that their ball movement and spacing alone would still give teams problems. Like, mm. you know what I mean? So like with Iggy being back there, like I feel like that helps the Warriors style uh, like flourish a little bit more. I want to see James Wiseman kind of like level up a bit more. Cause obviously last season was a mess for him and uh, him getting benched and uh, Kerr not really utilize him. And in fact, he's coming off the bench for Kevin Looney, who is, is pretty solid, but you, you wanted to see what you could do with Wiseman. Uh, Jordan Poole's a real expert. Right. Everybody thinks he is a, uh, He's gonna level up this season. He could he could be the perfect Sean Livingston kind of player for them. Uh, big spark plug, and I'm not sure what to expect from their rookies. You know, Kaminga's. I think he looks NBA ready. Moses Moody, 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 Moody Moses, Moody Moses, Moody Who knows if he can uh, contribute too? But uh, I like the squad, man. I like the squad. I like the squad, and more important, just mainly Curry is that guy. If Clay can come yeah. back and at least still shoot the ball well. Like right. I'm not worried about that because right. I know his defense is gonna yeah. take a step back regardless because of the, the injuries he's taking. But yeah. look at that look at that shooter's touch don't go away. That's a fact. That's a fact. Um, yeah, my thing, my concern with them is the fact that they're trying to have the best of both worlds. Shout out to Miley Cyrus and Hannah Montana, <laughs> where they like 
want to contend, but they also want to develop young talent. And I don't know if you can effectively do both. Like, I just don't. Because the requirements to develop these young guys is you're going to have to have a lot of patience. And I don't know if they're going to have that patience for these guys when they're trying, when these dudes are trying to win, you know, because, mm-hmm. you know, you know, the window on Steph, Clay and Draymond is now and it's still kind of slim. So I don't know how much patience you can have for Kaminga's mistakes, for Moody's mistakes, for a um, Wiseman's young guy mistakes. I just don't know how much patience you can have for it. Because you say they, they kind of cut the court on Wiseman last year. Like when, like toward, before he got hurt, they were kind of pulling him out anyway. Like, all right, we're not, we're not keep doing this, you know? Um, so I don't know if they're going to be able to effectively do both of those things, even though I would like for them to, because I, I feel like if you're going to go with the young talent, then you need to get the young talent playing, let them learn how to make mistakes, you know, mm-hmm. you got to let them learn. And I, I don't know. I hope they have the pace for that, but I'm not sure if they will. That's kind of where I'm at with it. So 48 and a half, I'm, I'll take the over. I'll, nah, I might take the, I might take my 47. I might get to 47. It should be under. So I got to go under. Uh, the we did Philly. The Phoenix Suns. Levi, you got the one under. Talk to me. Why? Why don't you believe in our in our NBA runner ups? Um, just the natural uh, progression. I think that they'll face. Mm. I don't know. I think they just went on like a hot run. They just the bats got hot last year uh, at the okay. right time. So okay. yeah, they'll be up there, middle of the pack. In the West, under. Yeah. Okay. France. I think they've kept the 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 core of what they've had still intact, and I'm a little more lenient towards somebody like Booker and Aiton, who's who's very durable. They're very young still. Aiton, who was not able to reach a contract agreement, is a little upset. Um, Paying attention to how he plays this year. Uh, is Mikael you know, Bridges looking at him in the locker room? Yeah, Bridges. Because Mikael got, got paid. Mikael yeah, got his pay. Got paid. <laughs> Like, hold on, we're paying Mikel and not Aiden after like Aiden damn near shot 80% against the Lakers. Like, I get it. Like, couldn't stop Giannis. And that's just right. like, right. Let's, let's, let's exactly let's, let's slow down a little bit. But Mikel, um, obviously, they're both really valuable. All these guys are really good together. They yeah. play very well together. I don't think I all that's going to go away. I don't think they were such a, a big fluke as much as they were as a, a, a good team. And um, Chris Paul's a bit of a concern. He's aging. He's always getting hurt. Um, does he take does he, does this? Is this the year where he starts to slowly decline and fall off a cliff? Maybe. But I, I do trust their coach more than anything. Like Monty. Yeah. Yeah. Monty's that, Monty's that dude, man. So. Give me the over for the Suns. Yeah, I think the Suns leave. I do get your point about them being fluky, but I do think for a regular season team, I think they can get back there. I think they get fifty. I think they can get over on fifty-one wins. When playoff time comes, that's the real question because that was kind of the question last year, right? Like if, if they play a healthy Lakers team, none of these conversations are happening, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just not <laughs> like hundred percent Lakers team. They probably push that series, but I mean, when Lakers were there, healthy, it looked bad. It got bad for the Suns, right? When Lakers were healthy, so um. I do think they can get back there in, in terms of regular season play, but I am interested in the playoffs. Uh, two teams, we got another two with the same, 52 and a half, the Lakers and the Utah Jazz. Uh, uh, I know I'm hosting direct traffic, but I'm going to go first on this, guys. <clears throat> See, let me get a sip of water to prepare myself. France, Levi. I'm ready. I believe in Donovan Mitchell. I believe in the other Bogdan. Uh, Bogdan. I believe in Joe Ingles. I believe in Chris Snyder. What I don't believe in, what I don't trust, I believe in Mike Conley as well. I'm sorry. I, I trust my, I believe in Mike Conley as well. Sorry. What I don't trust, 
is that center down there that can't get played in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. He's run off the court year after year after year after year. The $20 million man that cries about his touches, cries about all-star games, gets to the playoffs, and can't, and can't chase nobody. Get about the line. Once again, Utah Jazz are going to disappoint. They're going to be cool in the regular season. They might get defeated. I actually got them under the two and a half win total this year. Because I got them going under. Um, I don't think they're going to. I, I don't know. I don't know if they're going to be able to do as well as they did last year. They were they were incredible last year, but I feel like I don't know if that's repeatable. The only time I've seen repeat that level of three point success is the Golden State Warriors and the Houston Rockets. I don't know if I got them in that category. I, I really don't. Um, so I got them going under, and I got them flaming out in the playoffs once again. I'm sick of this franchise. I'm sick of them just not. How do you lose? They lost to they got sent home by Terrence Mann. Like Terrence Mann's nice, he's a nice player, but they got sent home by Terrence Mann. They ain't just like they got sent home by him, and they said, "You know what? Run it back, run the whole thing back." Like what? 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 Huh? Where they do that at? You know what I'm saying? I, get the jazz out of my face. Whoever wants to go, can go. I see. Oh, well, um, I'm not to follow. I don't know how to follow this. Like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna uh, follow it with a simple. Uh, I agree with you, Titus. I have them going under as well. And uh, for the sake of time and the fact that my laptop's about to die and the charger's out in the car, I'm gonna. Can I just? I'm gonna run through the rest of mine yeah, go and, ahead. Go and ahead. bounce. Uh, so along with Jazz going under, I got Lakers, of course, going over. Um, uh, self-explanatory. They'll probably make it to the finals. I hate them. Bucks, I have them going <laughs> over 54 and a half, and that's only if Giannis shoots threes like we've been seeing in the uh, preseason and just, you know, going coast to coast, pulling up. Yeah. Uh, and then the Brooklyn Nets, I amidst all the um, Kyrie toxicity and uh, pollution. I have KD having a MVP year and getting mm. the Nets over 56 and a half. And that's another hot take right there. KD winning MVP. Right. And I do with the Nets, man, like while we're on the subject, the funny thing about the Nets is I don't think they need Kyrie. <laughs> they only need two of these guys to me, bro. They only need two. You don't need yeah. three. You need two. They got two. They're good. Like three gives you injury, injury assurances. Two of them healthy. I don't, I, I think they're fine. I think they definitely get over. Yeah. I think they get over for sure. Um, yeah. 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 And I think KD's uh, looking to make a statement James, this year. James Harden has to be sick of Kyrie. Oh my God. He has yeah. to hate him. He has to hate him. He got to be looking at KD like, this your man's? That's yeah. your man? That's, that's you. That's your <laughs> <Yeah>. guy. <laughs> He's got to be sick of it at this point. Because that's the thing. Kyrie's got a ring. KD's got a couple of rings. You know, you know, needs this ring is Harden. Harden mm-hmm. needs this ring badly. And I thought mm-hmm. I thought you were here to help me. Where y'all at? Why are you being weird to me? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. But, Levi, get you out of here, bro. Appreciate you. I appreciate yeah. y'all. Y'all uh, do it good. See y'all. <laughs> All right, bro. He's <laughs> on 1%. Yeah. Right. right. Um, I'm not, I'm not going to lie, man. My, my Lakers heart hurts to say this. I'm not as confident as them getting the over as everybody else is ready to pencil them in because this yeah. is still a very um, – 
old elderly roster. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Somebody's old, got dude has this time, right? Like dude's gonna have this time. Even even if no one's hurt, like let's load manage because I do feel like yeah. playoff wise, this is gonna be a very hard team to beat four times in two weeks. But over mm-hmm. the course of a regular season, besides uh Westbrook's durability, you're trying to get Taylor Hull, uh Taylor Hill and Tucker and Kendrick Nunn to get a lot of runs. And if Anthony Davis can stay stable for the entire for one whole fucking season, you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> Yeah, but I don't trust those factors. And if anything, the Suns and Utah are way more trustworthy teams for the regular season than the postseason. So yeah. Yeah. I'm giving those two guys the over over the Lakers, which is which hurts my Lakers heart and soul. But we don't need the one seed. We just need a healthy playoff team. Those yeah, guys, yeah. those yeah. guys need that validation for everybody to be like, maybe this is a chance. Because if Utah is like two, three, or four, everybody's gonna sleep on them, and who knows what the fuck they're gonna do. I'd rather yeah, them be problem. one and just keep, yeah. just keep flaming out. <laughs> right, right, That's right. The funnier story anyway. Exactly, exactly. But you know, I do have, I have, you know, saying that, making that point. I do have Utah. I'll, I'll say Utah going over, even though I don't trust them in the playoffs, just because, like, the Lakers, like you said, they got a bunch of vets. They do need low match. And also, the thing about having a bunch of vets is you got guys who realize, look, these all these regular season games ain't important, right? Like, ooh, this, this isn't a big deal. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, they understand that it's more about make sure you're healthy, make sure you got good chemistry for sure, but they're not about to take this regular season super serious like the Jazz will, like the Suns will. Like, they're not about taking this seriously just because those guys know better. In I mean, my, Russ doesn't. Russ doesn't, but you know everybody else does. In my fantasy draft, LeBron went twentieth, and I just what? stopped for a second to say, "What? A, what kind of world am I living in?" Where LeBron? There's 19 people that goes ahead of LeBron. That's 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 wow. That's a big nut. Twenty nineteen. Lord. Right. I, I was know. like, yeah, that's what, <laughs> what kind of world are we living in? Like, it's, what if he has another, aha, I, I fool all you thinking I was going to be washed right. a really amazing year. Like, what if he has another one of those? And you're just like, because he was kind of on track for that last year before he got hurt. That's a fact. He was wilding last year. LeBron was, that's the underrated fact about this Lakers scene last year was that they actually look like they actually plan on repeating. <laughs> like, they were taking the regular season mad seriously early until they started taking injuries. That's very true. They look really yeah. good. Like they got to the point where like these guys are hitting threes, turning around, hitting the bench, celebrating. Right. Everybody's having fun. Like <laughs> the, then the shooter was part of the fun. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, yeah. And there's no foe when the rabbit got the gun. Um, <laughs> Westbrook, I'm expect I'm I'm intrigued because he's had these crazy turnovers in the in in the preseason. But I, I low key he feel I low key feel like he knows he don't count. So he's just gonna be as reckless yeah. as he can be now because he can't yeah. be later. Um, and he's proven already the last four years to average a triple double. I'm not sure if he's going to average double digit rebounds, but why can't he not average? Why can't he not be the assist leader? Like he has yeah. all the weapons in the world to to dish it out to, and right. at the very least, he can. He, he's going to need to be a focal point of scoring. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's the thing with Russ that people kind of forget is that because I was kind of off on the straight at first, is because it like in terms of spacing, I still don't like Lakers spacing as a whole. But in terms of like and the wings, I don't like that as a whole. But the thing with Russ is like Russ knows how to play off good players. He just does, right? He played well. Harden won MVP next. I mean, I'm sorry. KD won MVP right next to him. Paul George is having an MVP level season right next to him. Um, Bradley Bill was uh, almost leading the league and scoring when he was healthy and they were play together last year. Like Russ can play with other good players. Like that's not a concern, you know. And I think the turnovers, I think. Russ always it feels like the first half of the season is always the oh it's Russ done part and then the second half of the season comes he's fine you know <laughs> it feels like that's what we do for the we've done the last three years 
Yeah, he always but, oh, has a better second half. I'm not sure why yeah. it always happens. Like maybe he just gets a little bit more comfortable or the playoffs around. He gets a whole other different spark of motivation. Oh, we just got Avery Bradley back too, which was it was a really good addition for us before oh, the pandemic hit. And we okay. uh we, we cut him. Um, but yeah. you know, so that's another piece to the Lakers. I, we'll be fine, man. We'll be fine. You know what I mean? I'm looking forward to how it all blends together. I will say this though about the Lakers. This looks like a roster that if they're down like 14 points, the game's just, just pack it on home. Like nobody, oh, nobody's yeah. like yeah. unless they like string together to put a whole bunch of defensive stops, which then you're like, wait, this team's kind of old. Like where you get the defense from? <laughs> right. Like, right. They don't look like they have that crazy three point shooting, which has been an issue for like the last three years. And they have yet to solve. Right. So right. it's why the Buddy Hill trade, like as much as I love Russ, it seemed like it made more sense. That's a, that's a knockdown shooter. And that's kind of what was missing from them. And maybe they can find one. Would have way more salary room to make some adjustments. Right, right, right. You still could have filled in the roster very nicely with that move. It's it's just, yeah. I get I know the guys like Russ and everything, but it seemed like the better best the better basketball play. Not that Bill Hill is better than Russ, but it's just a, it's just and what you can do with that money is better than Captain Hill thought to Russ having to hurry up, hope you get the bio market. And you know what, Titus? Like we we fall for this big three hype every single year when a, a big three is like forms for the first year. Right. We have yet we ignore the history of every single time a big three is formed, their first year has not gone well. Or right. their first their first year has gone under their expectations because there's a lot of issues. Well, not issues, but there's a lot of uh chemistry that needs to be like created. Yeah. Over playing time, and that playing time leads to experimenting time, which leads to inconsistency. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The only ones that really get the title in their first year, the three guys that actually came together at the same time, or was really the Celtics. That was it. Yuck. And even you look at their playoff run; they had like what three game sevens. Yeah. Yeah, like it wasn't simple. They had a lot of things to figure out themselves. You know, it, it's not easy. Yeah, like I said, it's not easy. It's a lot of it's a lot of chemistry they got to figure out. It's actually low, it's actually low key might be the lock. Lakers under. I like it. I actually like that. Yeah. I actually might go lay some money on this tomorrow. God, no, I can't do I'm... this. <laughs> <laughs> I hate when my team puts me in a position to to do I love my team or do I love when money te- more? When your team's playing the money, playing with the money, that's messed up. Yeah, it's real messed up. Yeah, rule number one is to never <laughs> bet on or against your team. But facts, facks. Uh, oh, go go, go yeah. better for me. And if you win, I got you. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, uh, the Brooklyn Nets and Milwaukee Bucks are both. Oh, the Brooklyn. Oh, the Bucks are at fifty four and a half. I thought that same odds. I looked at that wrong all day. Those are at fifty four and a half, and the Nets are at fifty six and a half. Um, all right. For for a long time, once uh, well, not a long time, but for like the last two weeks or so, once the mm-hmm. lines came out and training camp and preseason and everything, I'm just like, yo, Giannis can continue to level up. The roster is still in the same core. Like, yeah. they should be fine. There's no reason why they can't keep the same pace, if not better, this season. And that's what I was, like, aiming for this entire time. But now, like, finding out uh, DiVincenzo's still out, which, I mean, yeah. he, he, I'm not sure how much of a big contributor he is, but he's not available. But then Bobby Portis is going to be out for a game. So I think they're going to have a, a slight slow start, especially mm-hmm. with, with Giannis, like, learning all these new moves and trying all these new tricks and moves. Like, right. like, what if he's really efficient at shooting, but that doesn't translate into wins? Right. right. At least not yeah. right away. Yeah. I think the thing with the Bucks is, I feel like it goes one of two ways, right? Either they're free from, I mean, they're free from the pressure now, right? For sure. Like they got the ring. Giannis got the ring. He's free. And that might unlock another level of him. 
to where he's going to go out here and play without that pressure, which could be terrifying, or they kind of rest on it, you know? Because they, they've been a team that took the regular season mad serious up until, what, last year where they didn't take it as seriously but because they, they tried to experiment a lot more. They did a lot more different things in the regular season. Mm-hmm. And I think what you're saying is right. I think they got that ring. Giannis is going to try and keep spending his game because he's going to continue to work on that. But I think that can they do in doing that, you're going to sacrifice some regular season wins. And that's okay. It's not the biggest, it's not the end of the world, right? But in terms of like we do over. Like, yeah, game. I mean, like your your total yeah. your total is fifty is is fifty-four and a half. Like if you're right. a, if you're a fifty-one win team, yeah, you don't get the over, but Giannis you're honestly at a thirty seven percent and you're only fifty win. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, thank we'll you. take that. We'll take that for sure. Thank, thank you. <laughs> right. It will take that. So I think going under on them is a safe bet for sure. I think it's a safe bet because I think they're just not going to have the urge in the regular season that they did before. I will say, though, Giannis is a guy that is, is not big on the load management era. He loves to yeah, play every single minute. So, like, if he's leveling up and not sacrificing wins along the side of it, where this is going to age very poorly. But with Brooklyn, I agree with you. You said earlier, they kind of like they're all right without Kyrie. In fact, they played so many games last season yeah. without the big three, like fully in the lineup. It was like James and Kyrie, James and, and Katie, Kyrie, <laughs> Kyrie, Kyrie yeah. by himself, and then James by himself. Like it was it was a hot ass mess. But now and now Katie looks healthy. Um, everybody was projecting an MVP year for him because of how good he still is offensively. James Harden is healthy. Hopefully he um, he's normally been very durable. So just seeing him go down last season was a little yeah it was weird it's a little yeah. weird so hopefully that doesn't happen again but if it does then we'll start to be like damn is he breaking down but as right. long as he stays intact like this is a number one seed in these 100 100 like lock lock it up for sure um 56 and a half seems like that literally seems just right you know they they could probably win more if they wanted to the question is will they want to <laughs> right like if they got a 60 would you be surprised because i wouldn't yeah, me neither. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be surprised at all. Now, I, what will be surprising is if Kyrie gets the vaccine, and we're like, oh, right. hi." <laughs> yeah, then it's, yeah, then we're done. Then it's cancel Christmas. It's like, okay, well, we can wrap this up. We going going thin in this regular season, and that team, bro, that team is deep, like terrifyingly deep. Yeah, they are. Honestly, they actually are pretty solid, man. Patty Mills is a great addition. That's a problem. I don't feel like people are talking about it enough how big a problem is they got Patty Mills. I was Patty really Mills, thinking about this Patty other Mills thing. I'm like, bro, they got Patty Mills on this team. Patty Mills said, tell me that any team that has black and white jerseys. <laughs> <laughs> that's all he can do. He's like, no, nah, black, black and white only. I, I don't look good in any colors. Like, just, just <laughs> please. Do they have gray too? Yeah, all right, perfect. They do have gray jerseys. <laughs> you know, I didn't put that together. He stayed, at, he stayed right in his color scheme. Bye. I got all these. I got all these shoes built for black and white. Yeah, I can't. As, I can't. As, as funny as it might sound, that might be some weird psychological thing to help him play at the level right. he has always played at. Yeah, like looking yeah. at his jersey and not seeing it be fucking blue. Right, right. And what's the other scary part of this is that um, KD and Harden are going to encourage him to be Olympic Patty Mills. Yeah, and not just you know Spurs Patty Mills. And mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't want that problem. You just don't. Not with KD and Kyrie, not with KD and James Harden there. You don't want okay. to have to also deal with Olympic Patty. The real question is, is Joe Harris only going to hit shots in games that don't matter? Oh, my God. Bruh. He, yo, he escaped a lot last year. I ain't going to lie. Harris got... <laughs> <laughs> Joe Harris really escaped the slander train last year because it should have hit him because my man was not... He was not doing anything meaningful when it, when it was time. He was not here. He was not helping at all. Right, He was right. out there by himself. And, uh, and they got Millsap, too. 
Yeah. That's another good addition. Yeah. I mean, I know he's a little bit older, but right. Like, even, even, yeah. It, even on Denver, like he he was a he was a very good contributor. Like yeah, his his presence matters for sure. And he's just a smart player. Like he's gonna get guys in the right positions. Um long time I worry about them because I still don't feel like they have a center threat for Giannis at all. I don't think anyone's they have anybody scary on us. I don't think they have anybody scary Embiid. But the thing is, not having anybody scary Embiid is the fact that, I mean, the Philadelphia 76ers are probably going to get worse this year. That's just mm. the hard – unless Dame is sick of it and wants out, they're tra- they're not going to get better in trading Ben Simmons. They're just not. I just don't see it in their future. You know? Yeah, that's a good point. And, I mean, like, Giannis beat Brooklyn last season. I get it, like – KD foot on the line, went to to seven games. Kyrie wasn't – like, you could point to a lot of things saying, like, the Bucs barely got out that series. But the point is they had no answer for Giannis, so they still don't have an answer for Giannis. (laughs) Right. They have no answer for Embiid, who hopefully will not play with a torn meniscus in the the playoffs this season. Yes, please. So there's no answer for those two guys. I don't even think they have an answer for Bam because whenever Bam plays the Nets, he be Yo, feasting too. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. You know what I'm saying? It's but... not as it's not as solid as it seems. Like without Kyrie, the yeah. threat seem a lot more real, right? Because you have all three of those guys. One of them's gonna get you can't you can't possibly guard all three of them effectively. It's just not feasible. It's just not a possible thing for basketball. It's, you know, but with two of them, you can kind of maybe limit one of them enough to where you can put some points together, get the right get stops at the right time. You know, opportunity stops. Good coaching, and you're you're set. You're set. Uh, so yeah. Oh, we didn't hit Portland though. I just realized that Portland at 44 and a half. Oh, give me give, like, me give me the over for Portland, man. Damian Lillard's good enough for, uh, you know, almost half of those. Um, Norman Powell was pretty good. CJ, he's good enough for the regular season, but not good enough for the playoffs or what they right. need to get, to get over the hump. But it's it's for the sake of this over. Like they got they got a squad that's compatible. To, to, yeah. to, to hit the over. I think Dame's going to have his Aaron Rodgers year where, like, you know, um, he was sick of the franchise, but he's also going to come there and do his job well and give the fans something to see. So I think the over is fair for, the, for Portland for sure. I concur. Yeah. Yeah, shout out to them. I skipped the Pacers, but that was on purpose. Who cares about the Pacers? No one cares Ouch. what they do. It's the Pacers. Like, who cares? Free Miles Turner. That's all I got to say for them. Free Miles Turner. Free my man's. Uh, the Knicks. We didn't hit your. We didn't hit your Knicks, bro. You know, free, free, free some bonus too, man. Nah, he yeah, he can stay there. Um. <laughs> uh, the Knicks, man. Uh, all Knicks slander. Give me the under, even though I might be completely wrong. Um, I don't care. I'm willing to lose money on it because I don't want to make any money with you. That's how I feel about y'all. <laughs> hate is real. Hate is real. I'd rather lose money being wrong on y'all than win money being right on y'all. That's how I feel. <laughs> Um, Actually, but, yeah, but but the Bronx enemy is sincerely happy that Kemba is back home. I know there's yes. going to be a section in Madison Square Garden every game. A bunch of niggas from Soundview, which is a hood in the Bronx where he's from, they're going to be up there. They're going to be like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? They're going to be screaming <laughs> out rice. They're going to be screaming out all types of New York slang that'll fill my heart with joy for Kemba. But I, I, I've seen what Kemba's done the last two years. So I'm not going to get that excited. Yeah, it's like he's. Kemba's it's kind of sad, honestly. It I, is I want, sad, bro. I, I, want, I want more for him. I think the thing I hated the most for Kimba it was that I was like, dang, Mike was low-key right to not pay you, huh? He was low-key right. Right. <laughs> I still feel like I don't, you should have paid just because that was the only dude your friend that you got that made your little franchise matter. I still feel like you should have paid for that, but also, like, I understand. 
I understand now. But yeah, man. Uh, the Knicks. I got them going. You, under know, this. you know what's weird? I'm sorry to cut you what's off, that? but you their backup point guard is Derrick Rose, and I feel like Derrick Rose and Kemba Walker are literally like the same level. They are the same right person. Now. And it's like, wait, hold on. Your backup and your <laughs> starter is just as equally as like <laughs> what? It's the same person. That's a for recipe real. for disaster, right there. <laughs> it is. It is. Yeah. Uh, I got them going under because um, Thibodeau is always a good coach in year one. It's after year one we gotta start asking questions. You know, mm-hmm. so year two is tips. I, I see them going under just because of that, and I feel like I don't know how much this test is repeatable, right? Because um, they were very like they were they had like some of the best three point shooting defense last year, which is partially luck, you know, because I mean it's partially partially a defense plan, but also it's kind of lucky because teams aren't making threes against you. And I don't know how much this Julius Randle thing we're gonna do again this year because I don't know, bro. That that Randall playoff thing was. An experience that I never want to repeat. I don't think he ever wants to repeat it again. So yeah, for the sake of it, <laughs> um, you know, I, I want to hope that he can not get back into that bag. But I feel like that bag was a true reflection of what he is. And I seen a preseason highlight where he hit a game winner, and everybody's like, "Yeah, game winner, Randall." And I'm like, "Why is Julius Randall playing the last minute of a preseason game?" <laughs> Tibbs don't care, bro. Tibbs, <laughs> right? Not and, and you know what? And you know what else? Like, no, you gonna play? Evan Fournier is everything that people thought Aaron Gordon could be when he went to the Nuggets. Oh, you know what I mean? Oh, wow. So, like that. That yeah, was spicy. So, yeah. So when Boston picked them up, they thought they were going to get what the Nuggets got when Aaron Gordon. Like, oh, this yeah. is a solid third, fourth Rack. option for us. And that's Rack. that wasn't the case. In fact, his first Boston debut was a zero zero zero. So like yeah, that's just, yeah. <laughs> that's history within itself. <laughs> but I would hope that that failure over at Boston would lead him to say, "Let's get a fresh restart at the Knicks and show everybody my value again." So, um, of course, there's some RJ getting better hype. You know, RJ could most definitely get better. I mean, from where he's yeah. at, if he doesn't get better, that's a concern. And, right. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah, man. I think you know, uh, they they'll be all right. Um, defensively, uh, if OB could get a little bit more weight and get some more playing time, like you know, I, I don't know, like they they have enough pieces to keep me entertained as like a fifth, sixth, seventh seed in the East, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. nothing more than that. And again, I'm I'm taking the under because forget f all the Knicks fans, especially my friend Calvin. <laughs> shout him out, shout out to you, Calvin. All right, because you and I watched every Hawks and Knicks game together through via text, <laughs> and your tears tasted delicious. <laughs> Yeah, they were so happy after that one win, and they never, they never got it again. Did you I was see the video? The did you see the video after that one win? Bro? Yes. And the did streets you see the were video? filled. Did you see the video after they lost the series, and everybody's like, "Trey Young"? <laughs> like they, they, they were upset. They were highly upset, bro. <laughs> I need they that were, again. I need that again. If anything, get to the playoffs, play a Trey Young rematch, and let Trey Young make uh, Spike Lee cry again. Yeah. That would make my heart Trey, pure. The Trey in Game One. In that shot and saying it's quiet as effing here was that's a that's that's a legendary highlight forever. That is in the that is in the Mad Square Garden pantheon of villainous moments. That's the thing about the that's the thing about the Mad Square Garden. They realize they create their own villains all the time. Trey Young looks like my dad's They were This is in shambles, man. Brooklyn don't act like this, bro. Brooklyn don't act like this. 
<laughs> the fact Brooklyn, Brooklyn's too upscale for this behavior. Hey, you know what's crazy? <laughs> uh, we had a talk about uh, Game Seven. Not to go too far off, but Game Seven, yeah. Brooklyn, Milwaukee, and I, we were like, "Yo, this is actually located the biggest playoff game in the Brooklyn Nets history because they're still a yeah. young franchise." Right. And I went to Brooklyn to watch the game because tickets are too expensive. So I just wanted to be within the energy, and yeah. I went to a bar in Brooklyn, and I couldn't believe it. The bar were all Milwaukee fans. That shit blew my mind. Wow. Yeah. No, that's crazy. A Brooklyn bar full of Milwaukee full of fans. Milwaukee fans disrespectful. Yeah, that's different. That's different that's energy. Very, that's very different. Yeah. Um, was this something else? Oh, yeah. I have one last question for you about the Knicks, bro. Yep. Where is Kevin Knox? Almost uh almost getting his Chinese passport ready. <laughs> It didn't work. It really didn't work. It, it never, didn't work it at all. Honestly, it it's Zion's fault. We got to be honest. Ever since Zion ripped the ball from him, like everybody gave up on Knox. You know, Noah, that's a good point. Zion did grown man him at nineteen. <laughs> he got grown man at nineteen. That's that's that was disrespect. that was a moment for sure. Yeah, somebody find Kevin Knox. I hope we'll be topping that go to Kevin Knox route. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I hope he doesn't. But yeah, I think honestly, I do think RJ uh, taking another step is a very important thing for them. Like if he takes another step, then they for sure get into forty one wins. I, I see. I, I mean, he kind of has no choice. Like we're saying, like where you're at right now, yeah. like there's nothing but up for you to go. And if you go right, if you regress from this, like, huh? Yeah, that's a fact. That's a fact. Because low key, um, Cam Reddish could kind of overtake him this year. Cam Reddish, mm-hmm. nothing. And then it's like, okay, bro, you were the one. <laughs> like, first off, you were the highest recruited one out of this group, the RJ Zion and uh, Cam Reddish group. You were you were supposed to be the the one, and it hasn't looked like that yet at all. And you might not be the one in the league either. So I don't know, man. I don't know. He's he's got he. It's, this is a make or break year for him for sure. I think. Facts. Um, he's either gonna ascend to the next level or he's gonna you know. Because I don't think the Knicks are going to give him that con- – like, I don't think the Knicks are going to maximize just because, you know, when it signs up, they're not going to give him the conscience because he's going to have to earn that for sure. And I think they'll be comfortable letting him go if he wants a certain number. Yeah, I agree. But yeah, it's, it's, I, way better, it's way better available on the market than RJ. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, So, yeah, man. We can wrap this up here, bro. Appreciate you. We'll be doing this again more often, of course, this season. We're going to try and do these NBA shows consistently this season. You know what I'm saying? Keep it going. We have the whole squad together. Get our days worked out. France, appreciate you, dog. All right. Salute, bro. Hanging out, man. All right. We out, y'all. Uh, stop.